They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I am joined once again by my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki, also known as the World Podcast Champion. We have the voice that runs the place, the European Champion, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from Maine downloads an episode of this podcast, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and joining us, very special guest, very good friend of the show, the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, Joe Lafferty. Welcome back. Welcome aboard. What I'd like to have right now <laughs> is for all you fat, out of shape, no good Delco scumbags to keep the noise down while I show these guests. Oh, I boxed <laughs> Good to be back. It was going to wow. be what a real man sounds like, I assume. Let's leave it up to your imagination. <laughs> oh, my gosh. was not expecting that. I enjoyed that. But welcome back. Thank you. It is you good know, to have you here. I said earlier, I missed you. That is even more proof I missed you. <laughs> We're heading into the last show, heading into WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania 33. WWE doesn't want to call it that, but I absolutely will. Um how excited is everybody for this WrestleMania? Because it does not seem... If I wasn't going, I don't know how excited I'd actually be about it. So, Laugh, let me ask you first. How excited are you for this year's WrestleMania? This is one of the best weeks of the year. Mm -hmm. I look forward to it every year. And there, there's excitement around it. I can't wait for Sunday. I'm not happy with the card. We've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it tonight a lot and share it with our fans. But the itch is there, and, and Sunday can't come soon enough. <laughs> Eck, excitement level for WrestleMania. Similar to my friend uh, Mr. Lafferty, I'm pretty excited. So unlike you and my best friend, I will not be in Florida. I will be in Chester County. Mm -hmm. I will be enjoying it with... Several friends, and I will be partaking in festivities all day. Um, I'm looking forward to the event. Like we said, this is something we look forward to as wrestling fans all year. Um, the card has things I'm very much not excited to see, but I think there are some of the smaller undercard stuff that I actually am looking forward to. Overall, I hope the show surprises. I hope it surprises all four of us. Sometimes that's good. When you have the lower expectations, you're more likely to end up being pleasantly surprised. When your ex expectations are too high, sometimes you're bitterly, bitterly disappointed. Alo, before I go to you, I just want to mention, first of all, that Joe Laugh showed up here with an unbelievable find, the Daniel Bryan WWE pencil. First guy to come here with a Daniel Bryan or WWE-themed pencil. It's so like, hats off to you for that. It's exclusive. <laughs> it is exclusive. <laughs> we also, I wanted to mention, we have an unsanctioned out with Michael J. Day. We have a throwback madness, Road to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 28, listener choice by Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. The whole saga. We have a saga. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have five, right, yep. currently 14, available. 17, 23, 28, and 30. And if we're, if we're going back that far, we have an unsanctioned with Tom Scully. We have one with Derek McCauley. 
I believe we have one with Biggie Dan Johnson. World's longest podcast. (laughs) And we have one with uh, indie ring announcer Nick Lendl. I believe that was the, I think we did five in the month of March. Yeah. Busy busy month. For, a lot of madness. For that madness yes. that, talking all of this madness for real <laughs> in the month of March. Media um, season slash madness season. Exactly. Halo, how excited are you? Um, I'm excited because I'm going, but when you watch when you watch you won't be excited. But <laughs> as we as we all know, when the the build is not good, the pay views tend to deliver. I know we hated WrestleMania thirty one's build mm-hmm. with the, the tug wonderful, of war. wonderful tug of war, <laughs> which I'll get to later. <laughs> We got well. That bill wasn't good at all, but I think this is actually going to deliver. You might not care from a storyline perspective, but from an in-ring perspective, I think we'll actually be entertained. I'm not happy about things. Be, I'm not happy about certain placements of matches on the pre-show, mm-hmm. which I really found, found found real odd. But I'll get we'll get to that later too. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm excited. Like this WrestleMania season, and just because the storylines doesn't because the storylines don't deliver doesn't mean the matches won't deliver. Yeah, I fully expect that watching the show as it happens, I'm going to be happy more often than I'm going to be unhappy. I will never be more unhappy than during the last <laughs> five to eight minutes of the show. Will it be that long? Yeah. Entrance. <laughs> Entrance. Three to eight minutes, we'll say. Entrance. That's Entrance. true. Five Entrance. Okay, five to eight. Fair enough. How'd you guys think that the final WrestleMania, the go-home show, in our home city of Philadelphia went off? Because I found it to be... Pretty lackluster. Well, I boycotted for a reason. Lackluster is a, a good term. <laughs> I boycotted for a reason. I told you, you guys try to get me to go. I wasn't going. I tried to get myself to go. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one all for it. I, I was all going. for it until like the day before, the day of. Uh, I went back and forth. Um, I don't know. There was really no high point, but I don't necessarily just want to bash it. Yeah. Because I try to be somewhat <laughs> positive. Yeah. Laugh. Did you have any desire to go? <clears throat> To me, no. To this raw, no, no, because I every Monday night I hate raw. (laughs) What's a club? Every Monday night I hate it. And like we talked about before, I'm sitting on the couch watching this show and just hating everything about my life (laughs) at that particular moment. Like what a complete loser. (laughs) The the go home was awful, and I thought about this a lot with. The subscriptions to the network, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have to worry about those pay-per-view buys anymore. In a, yeah. in a recent episode, you were asking who actually pays mm-hmm. for these shows where you can get the yeah, network for the 10 bucks. What kind of maniac are you if you're still buying a pay-per-view? Yeah. So, but we've had a problem with the creative for a while now, mm-hmm. and it continues. <laughs> it was a bad raw. Was there anything positive you took out of it, other than it ending? Um, no. <laughs> really? What was your high point overall? Triple H Rollins. That was about it. Oh you God! Do you want me to go now? Yeah. Who that laugh was not going to we'll get to that. Where's the time? We'll get to that. Actually, we'll get to that. Wait. No, we'll get to that. Why wait? We'll get to that. Well, okay, you want to get to that now? First, I say, tug of war between Reigns and Lesnar was better than this. Than what? What they did for the Universal yes. title? Because the Universal title means this means nothing. Goldberg's he's been on TV for what, twice since he's won the title. He's done nothing with it. It's a waste of time. They're gonna get the, the belt's gonna go on Brock. We all, as we all know already, this is a waste of time. I can't wait till he gets out of there. That's what I'm excited for. I'm excited because it's about to be over, basically. <laughs> But then Brock's going to have them have the same gripe with Brock because at this point, I don't care about Brock Lesnar anymore. Mm-hmm. He, hasn't, he hasn't been entertaining. He hasn't delivered in at least a, at least a year and a half for me. 
Yeah, I know you've been... You obviously don't dislike Goldberg as much as the rest of the panel that we've ever had on this show. And I know you've you've been a big Brock guy for all the time I've known you. Um, you've been the one the one positive voice about Lesnar and Goldberg. Were you disappointed like the rest of us were by the way they went off the air on Monday? So I'm going to start by agreeing that I was disappointed. Um, at first glance, before the the replay, I thought the spear looked terrible that Brock Lesnar took. <laughs> I thought, I thought he spear. took it. I thought he took it from a, a very short distance, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I thought Goldberg didn't really get much inertia before he went. Um, that first use of inertia. inertia. Oh, that man just wow. Wow. <clears throat> I will say, despite the lackluster spear, I will without a doubt say. Minor physical contact like that is better than a weak tug of war. Or <laughs> tug of war better than that because no, no, that, that was so terrible. That was so terrible. And this was there's no forgiveness for that. None. Well, well when one guy oh, is old enough to be our father, pop pop. <laughs> I pop pop Bill. I'm cool if my grandfather could. My, my father could have went out there. And he tackles uh, a former UFC fighter, and that's how Raw ends. But mm-hmm. two guys, a quote-unquote badass Samoan, as Heyman was calling mm-hmm. him at the time, and Brock Lesnar tug-a-warring over the belt. And it's not from one end of the belt to the other. It's one side of the main plate to the other side of the main plate. That is unexcusable and will always be unexcusable. And this yeah. is excusable? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a pass. <laughs> I was discussing this with Laugh before we started tonight, that Brock Lesnar, the next big thing when he showed up in WWF slash WWE, he beats The Rock, he's this unstoppable force, he goes to UFC, becomes the heavyweight champion by defeating a legend like Randy Couture, he comes back to WWE, you know, the, the lasting image I think a lot of people have of Brock is him just throwing John Cena around. Uh, for what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? Losing to Triple H, too. You well, lost to Triple H, yes. <laughs> and, put, and, and put him out, essentially? Yeah. And then he... The next month in the cage? Yeah. Yeah, but then he... He can't handle being tackled by a 51-year-old Bill Goldberg. Who, by the way, anyone who does not follow <laughs> us on Twitter or me on Twitter... Bill Goldberg, the guy I'm supposed to believe is some superhero, some tough guy, blocked the Matt Madness Twitter account because he talked a bunch of trash on CM Punk for having a main card spot in the UFC. At the time, I tweeted him saying, so based on your thoughts on Punk, should I take that to mean I never have to see you on a WrestleMania card? And he said, correct. Now, all of a sudden, he's main eventing WrestleMania. I called him out on it. Instead of addressing it, he just blocked me. <laughs> so, sorry, Bill. Like, you, you may think you've escaped the wrath of Matt Madness. You have not yet. Uh, I don't know what it will take for you to actually respond to what you said, but I, I would like your thoughts on the fact that why you think what you're doing is any different or any better than what CM Punk did. Not to mention, CM Punk spent two years in that gym every day working towards that. You were gone for 13 years. You aren't even good at this. You don't even like it. So I don't I don't see why he think he should get a pass for being in the main event when, as he put it, 
it is disgraceful that CM Punk, or it's a slap in the face to all the people who bust their asses doing this. Well, guess what, Bill? Kevin Owens has worked how many more days than you? Chris Jericho has worked how many more days than you? Roman Reigns has worked how many more days than you? Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Even John Cena. Even Breezy Bella. Yeah, Breezy Bella has done more work than you. So I, I think it's a disgrace. Laugh, I, I'm assuming you were disappointed by this as well. The end and of, if you want to put your prediction for this match at the end of your... Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh-huh. The end of Raw was uneventful. Mm-hmm. It was weak. And it, it gave me no sense of, wow, I, I can't wait for this match to happen. I do think you're being a little overcritical. Mm-hmm. And Typical of him. The <laughs> match, it, it'll be a long entrance. It, it'll get the heavyweight boxing introductions. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there? I That's do. WCW, so. <laughs> Buffer's awful, and so is WCW. <laughs> I think... Ready to rumble, great movie. <laughs> I think after the introductions, he will take... Uh, Lesnar will take a page out of Owens and slip out of the ring, walk around, maybe let the clock go a little bit. Some mind games. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Lesnar wins. And and then my, my armchair fantasy booking is that angle beats Lesnar on Monday night. Uh, that Heyman cuts some promo, awesome promo like he does, mm-hmm. ab- about no one in the back can beat us. And Angle's music hits. And they it would be beyond glorious to see them shoot a little bit. <laughs> so you're but predicting Angle versus Lesnar in a dream world? Or on no. Monday night. Wow, that, that yeah, over Nakamura or Balor. That's And because and then Angle, you could put Joe right into the main event because they've worked with each other recently. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it would make sense and, and then put the belt on Joe. For um, argument's sake, to so jump into your dream prediction there, do we get an actual match or is it like a three-minute squash Angle leaves with the belt? I don't know. And I don't think it matters. If Angle comes out, yeah, it'll be one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard it anywhere I, else. I, I can't so. think of anything better than I've seen over the last six, seven years I've been rewatching this. Well, the, go ahead, Vlad. The, the, uh, the end of Raw, the, the spear, I think it caught Michael Cole off guard. I think it was bad camera work, poor production by mm-hmm. Kevin Dunn. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. I want to share one more story mm-hmm. and then get your other opinions. A good friend of mine moved down to Florida, and it's awesome. He's taken his son <laughs> to Mania. And we were texting Monday night, and he said, what do you think of the card? And I said, it's awful. <laughs> and Alo, you said, I hate everything. It's, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm glad you admit it. And <laughs> after I said it's awful, in my opinion, I think it's awful, his his son thinks this is the biggest match ever. He thinks it's it's Andre Hogan. It's, it's, it's Stone Cold Rock. So there are people out there that feel that way, that what Vince wants them to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't boo. We did that at 20. Uh, turn your back. Stand up and turn your back. That, wait, w- that would be funny. Wait in the corridor. What no, about don't. What about bathroom break? <laughs> don't. No, it's the main event. Don't don't go to the bathroom. Don't go in the corridor. But you know, t- turn your back. You can that, see something special after the match. That, we've been waiting for something special to happen for a while, and it hasn't. Hmm. 
Michael Cole usually says something really dumb. The logo <laughs> pops up at the bottom corner, and then I sit there and go, the greatest what am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, I'm thinking for Mania rather than Raw. Raw's predictable, kind of like we predicted Joe at Rumble, and we got him 24 hours later at Raw. We didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. True. Alo? Well... We all can say Brock Lesnar is going to win. Now, see, in a fantasy world, that's legit fantasy because mm-hmm. the check cleared for Brock Lesnar, let's put it that way, <laughs> to, to basically job the Goldberg at Survivor Series in the Rumble. So my thing was a Which few was weeks his ago. idea? <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but my thing was about that was, my, my thing about that was, what's owed to Brock? Basically, after this, because you make you you he make, he went out look like shit for weeks, mm-hmm. for for months essentially to Goldberg. He has no rep against the guy. What is like in store for Brock Lesnar? Now we all know Brock Lesnar is going to win. That's my pick. I'm sure it's unanimous between all of us. But then where you go from there? Because this the only guy you could legit see beating beating Brock is Roman. That's it. And Balor, I can't buy that. Joe possibly, but. I don't know how, how they'll play it off. You know Rollins will be back in title. Yeah. Rollins will be back in title picture too. But there is something I want to think about because remember we never got the whole answer the Triple H Owens Joe thing. Owens still gets a rematch. Yeah. Maybe somehow some way Owens leaves with the Universal Title. That's just that's just a out. That's fantasy. Leaves booking. Raw or leaves Mania. Leaves somewhere sometime out that weekend. Or the week, the shows of that week as Universal Champion, maybe somehow, some way. That's a long shot. That's a fantasy booking thing because essentially, if let's say if Brock does win, Brock does win. We know Brock's gonna win the title, but what's he gonna do? Raw needs a Raw needs a Universal title. The Universal Universal title means nothing, and you want your title that means nothing off TV for so long. Brock's not gonna work that many dates, and then who does he drop the belt to, and how does he drop the belt to? You can see Brock Roman and Balor. In, in that situation, you could see you could do that's a triple threat, but how long down the line would that be? Because you need that title on Raw because it still means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eck, your prediction and what you think is going to happen with the title immediately following WrestleMania. Um, immediately following WrestleMania has obviously the unanimous decision. I think mm-hmm. Brock will, will see him on Raw the next night with the title. I think we get a little bit of a different Brock Lesnar schedule um, this summer than the years past. I don't think we'll see him performing on Monday Night Raw. I think we'll get more of those recorded uh, promos. He'll probably record mm-hmm. six promos the next night. We'll get them aired out, and we'll have a number one contender for him to face. Uh, I do think the next pay-per-view, the next Raw pay-per-view, I think he'll be there defending the title. Um, I could see him potentially performing at X amount of pay-per-views mm-hmm. and drop the title at SummerSlam. So, yeah, I'm going to make it officially unanimous. Brock Lesnar will win at WrestleMania. I I kind of would like to see them jump into immediately something that's heading towards SummerSlam with him. If he's not going to lose it on Raw the next night, I would like to kind of know immediately what we're looking forward to. Because if he's not going to be there every week, if he's not going to be defending the title on the show or having matches on the show, I would love for them to just start building whatever he's doing for SummerSlam to make that title matter. Yeah, because that was something they did um, after those titles at 31. They got suspended. We got quote-unquote suspended. didn't come back to the battleground. Yeah. So that was actually a built-in story already right there. Mm-hmm. But like, what can you do, especially if it's a title? You need that title. That means nothing on television. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. That's what I'm more interested in than anything, is see what happens the next day going forward, more so than that match. Uh, women's division, uh, it's yet another... Got to point it out. 
What? You gotta point it out. What? The women's division. Is... The match has been altered. Yes, you you called it on the show last week. So Brian James has listened to us for a second time regarding the women's division. Yeah, uh, regarding the women's division, maybe it's the second time, but he's listened to the show more than twice. I think he listens to the show every week. Yeah, because I created Sasha and Charlotte in the main event of Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Just saying. Um, do they need to ch- kind of change the formula of this a little bit, where you kind of knew as soon as Bailey came out exactly what was going to happen? Yeah, well, like, well, they announced it before Bailey even talked. But it's like Bailey comes out, then oh, Charlotte. Comes oh, you mean out, you mean the raw formula? Then Sasha yeah, comes yeah. out, then, and it's like it's always like a, a parade down. It to the was ring. predictable. It's raw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's you're like, surprised. No, I'm not surprised. But it's like, can can't you do anything different? No, not this year. Like when everybody comes out to the ring in their gear, it's obvious they're going to be in a match. How about book a match the week prior? So people know what they're tuning in for, as opposed to just booking the show as it happens. Am I laughing? Am I too old-fashioned in thinking that that's what they should be doing? Ron, they're not going to change Raw. <laughs> the, that that formula, they do it every week. And we sit there and we watch it. <laughs> uh, Bailey's not good on the stick. No. And, hey, I, I botched my, my opening mm. promo. So I'm not either. You didn't I, train I, with Dusty Rhodes. I've, n- I've never been in a ring. I, I don't want to sound like a jerk mm-hmm. with any of this type of feedback. I've never taken a bump, anything like that. But she's not good on the stick. She pointed to the WrestleMania sign and said the word WrestleMania, I think, five times. A lot. Now, we know Vince always talks about no pronouns and using mm-hmm. the names. But I wanted to go to WrestleMania when, it's like, when I was a kid. I'm going to WrestleMania on Sunday. WrestleMania's on Sunday. I'm like, Bailey, come on. Actually, I couldn't wait for Charlotte to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to point out I thought Sasha's hair looked good. Mm-hmm. Good. I don't know what's been going on with it for a while. but <laughs> You you really were not a fan when they, they started going to the more purple shade. They yeah. went to a deeper purple on Monday. But she combed it different mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah, she looked look very good. nice. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is good. <laughs> um... Brian noticed too. We'll, <laughs> we'll have some kind of turn. Uh, uh, Charlotte's going to do some type of suicide dive to the outside, which I can't wait to see. Nia doesn't excite me. I do worry that Sasha's going to get hurt. I always worry about her getting mm-hmm. hurt. Uh, but I, they got 30 minutes, so they got a huge push. But I was bored. Yeah, I felt the same way. Like I was like... Again, to my point last week, I think the the match will be will be good. I think the three of them are great workers. Nia Jax obviously has a very different style than the other three. I think they could find a way to make her shine in this match. But just leading up to it, there's nothing to really care about. That's kind of how I feel. I, I, it's too overdone with the multi-person matches because you're not telling a story. It's just we're just throwing people in these things. It's not... It's not anything that's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just we're going to have this match and we'll just have them all run into each other every <laughs> week until we get to WrestleMania. It's Vince's way of giving them a paycheck. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. wrong. This is the group that's making the towns every week, doing the house shows. And the, the part-timers, unfortunately, are ruining it for them. So Vince owes them something. They're with the ring crews. They travel. They put their personal pictures on Instagram. We yeah. almost travel with mm-hmm. them. 
and then they need that payday. And a lot of this group of wrestlers, they are like us. They're fans. Mm-hmm. They they watched, and now they've made it. And I'm proud of them. And I and I feel good. Anytime there's a multi-man match, it's it's to compensate for for our good friend Triple H and the <laughs> and the rest of the part timers. That is true. Uh, Eck. Now you said you agreed. Women's segment predictable, not Very a great segment. Very predictable. Um, but are you now officially more excited that it is an elimination match? Because and not it was just a fatal four way. My exact words last week. I would be more into this match if it was an elimination match. Thought it wouldn't end up that way. Good friend of the show, Brian James, uh, <laughs> swayed by us uh, last week. So, um, you know, thanks to Michael J. Thanks to Prep for being here with us <laughs> yep. and uh, swaying the old road dog. But I'm looking more forward to the match. The thing I do like going into it, as much as I don't want Nia to win, I like the fact that I don't think it's an obvious winner. I do think it's obvious that we'll see a heel turn to some extent, but. I don't think the, at least to me, I'm not sure who's going to win, which I always like. Yeah. Alo? Well, um, Bailey is kind of like a prop. The title is the, main, the most important thing, but Bailey is basically the prop in this story because she's cut the same promo every time she go out there talking about, I'm, I, my dad took me to all these shows and I'm going to WrestleMania as the women's champion. That's what she's basically been. Yeah, I'm not story. watching on TV <laughs> yeah. this year. I'm not watching WrestleMania on TV. <clears throat> I'm not going to be in the stands at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm going to be at yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, she said the same thing for months, essentially. Yeah. And laugh hit on what laugh hit on what I'm about to say. Charlotte saved this. Even though Charlotte didn't say much because, you know, Charlotte, he just, she just overgoes with a cadence sometimes, but mm-hmm. she saved this because she's basically implanting the story. The she real approach is Brie Bella cadence. Yes, sometimes. So, yes. <laughs> Raw, she was right there. But Charlotte is the one who planted the seeds to this real story because she's like, because Charlotte did have a point that Sasha wasn't supposed to get any more title shots as long as she was champion at the roadblock. Mm-hmm. So that was actually a, um, a truth right there, and, and she's just basically a pawn in um, Sasha's game. To that point, that that actually is the one element of story that they have yeah. is Sasha. Knew she could never get a title shot from me. So she's Bailey. She's using you because she knows she'll eventually get a title shot against you. So that's the one little thread yeah. of story that they have. Yeah, and then when Sasha comes out, when Sasha gets, Sasha gets to the ring, she throws little t- tiny jabs at Bailey. Mm-hmm. She's like, friendship is friendship, business is business. And I beat Bailey before, and yeah. I could be, I'm going to beat Bailey again. Mm-hmm. And she singled out Bailey, and yeah. Bailey's like, hey, and then Nia Jax mm-hmm. comes out. Now, and the, the tag team matches are whatever we've seen already, so we really don't care when it comes on. They got a lot of time. It was a two, three-segment match. Mm-hmm. It was it 30 minutes, you said, laugh? So you got 30 minutes of a match we've seen at least two or three times already. And I do like the fact that they made a fatal four elimination match. I know me and you said it last week. We would like to see it, but we didn't think we were going to get that yeah. because you can actually build story. Now, the only problem when it comes to the fatal four elimination, you already know the bigger person is the first one eliminated. So Nia Jax is going to look like look horrible in this situation because Charlotte's not, not going out first because the first person that always goes out first is basically look, looks the worst. Mm-hmm. And I said last week that Sasha taking the fall in this match to, to, to build that storyline with Bailey, even if it was just playing for the fatal four-way. She would just take the fall to build that storyline. Now, it's elimination, so you can actually build another story within that match so you can finally get that blow-off between Bailey and Sasha because they've been going, Sasha's been hitting at Bailey since she won that title and she's going to take the title from her. You don't think Nia Jax gets the uh, make Roman look strong treatment? <laughs> how, hey, surpri- how, surprised, how surprised would you be if Nia leaves with the title? I'll be real surprised, but I don't think it's going to happen because that's not, that hasn't been the story. Because it's been Sasha and Bailey the whole time. Sasha taking tiny jabs at Bailey. No, everybody's talking about you. Nobody believes in you, and you need me and all this other stuff. I beat you. She's been saying that for the whole lead up to, to WrestleMania. So 
the store the, the last two are gonna be Sasha and Bailey. I do think Bailey wins. If we don't get the heel turn at WrestleMania, we're gonna get it the next night on Raw. Yeah. Um Eck, your prediction. And are we gonna get the Sasha heel turn at WrestleMania? I predict if the I don't know. Uh I could see it happening the next night. I could see Sasha being the second one eliminated. Let's say if Aaron's right. Uh, Nia's eliminated first, and somehow Sasha gets eliminated. And then I could see Sasha turning on Bailey and causing Charlotte to win the title. I could see it going a bunch of different ways, but again, the thing I said when we got to this, um, this part of the card, I said the unpre- unpredictability. I don't know who's going to win, so any way it goes, I'm, I'm for it. And then the fact that so, the fact that it's elimination now. As long as Nia doesn't win, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not for the that. fact that the fact that it's elimination now, this changes my whole dynamic view of the match because you know they you know they've been holding off on Sasha versus Bailey since Bailey came up. They've been mm-hmm. avoiding that match as much as possible. So you know they're going to be the last two. And then since AJ and Shane did, did, did not get a stipulation, I'm going to go on a limb and say this may be the match of the night. Hmm. I mean, I could I wouldn't be shocked. Um, the fans are going to be hyped for it. You know, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, because since AJ and Shane didn't get a stipulation, which I was really shocked for, my my two my two contenders for match of the night were the unsanctioned match and Shane and AJ. And then it was this. It was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be bothered if either three would be. And <laughs> are you sick? <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah, so those are my three contenders for match of the night, but I think since it's elimination now, you can now finally get that Sasha Bailey in a one-on-one atmosphere, somewhat of a one-on-one atmosphere with the story of these two best friends, quote-unquote best friends, going one-on-one at WrestleMania, well, fighting, the last, being the last two fighting for the women's title, will actually elevate this entire match and possibly be the match. <coughs> I think there's a chance of that. I'm going to go out on the limb and predict that Bailey, well, that's not a limb, but I'm predicting Bailey retains and then we see the boss come back on Monday night. She wants her, she wants her shot to get the title back again because she knows she can beat Bailey. Laugh one. What's your prediction? Well, first thing before you get to your prediction for this match, what was your reaction to during Alo's uh, commentary there? And then the, you believe the un- the unsanctioned match. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an overbooked garbage fest <laughs> that Triple H is going to win because of Samoa Joe. Okay. And then on Monday night, Rollins is going to come out and go, I want Joe! He cost me the match! And then they're going to go right into that program. I'll get, I'll get to overbook at the end of the show. <laughs> oh dear. But I digress. Yeah. Um, Charlotte's <laughs> the greatest woman's wrestler of all time. And I think she's going to win. I think that Nia will go out first. I think Sasha will go out second, and Bailey will have something to do with it. Maybe not the pinfall, maybe banging into each other. Yeah, not even deliberate. Something not deliberate. Mm-hmm. And Sasha will go out second. They will then meet. I'm sorry, it's okay. I predict Sasha turning right there. Whether she elbows her, punches her, or something, she will get physical and aggressive. <laughs> And, and then Bailey will be hurt finishing up with, with Charlotte, and I think Charlotte should and will win. Yeah, I could also see the same thing he said if, mm-hmm. if it's just Sasha and Bailey left, because you know they're going to cry. And no matter what, when that's <laughs> over, they're going to cry. They can cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And then you can get Sasha turning on Bailey right after the match, after the match is over, Still, while they're still quote-unquote emotional. So 
it, it can go many ways. Like I like I like laughs laughs opinion too. It, it can go work because no matter what, we're gonna get that heel turn. Yeah, I I could see somehow Bailey screwing Sasha. I could even see Sasha and her shaking hands after it happens. And then as soon as Bailey turns her back to go back into the match, you could see Sasha hit the backstabber on her or whatever. Like she did to Charlotte the night of the Royal Rumble. Right, and then um, she doesn't have to talk about it. There's, mm-hmm. She'll go to the back. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> and and then it'll it'll turn into the next program uh, moving forward. Uh, U.S. Championship. Uh, who wants to go first on this? Kevin Owens against the current U.S. champion, Chris Jericho. I already love the fantasy booking that, in my opinion, I think it's obvious Owens beats Jericho. But now Owens might be involved in the match and lead Mania with the uh, Universal title as well. So I, I love the idea of him leaving with two titles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very much unpredictable. Uh, that would be maybe the most unpredictable thing that could happen is he leaves with both of the titles on Raw. <laughs> Despite all the great work Jericho's been doing for the last year, I think uh, year plus, I think it's obvious we're going to see him drop this, drop the title to, um, to Owens. I do think it's going to be a great match. Um, I'm not going to go so bold to say it'll be the match of the night, but I don't think it disappoints. Um, maybe my favorite moment from Raw was Owens pointing out in his interview, Jericho was right to make fun of me for being a Jericho fan. <laughs> I, I cracked up at that. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, and I will say this, and you you probably know especially because I brought it up on the show multiple times, that I don't like when they just throw Owens and Zayn in a match together on Raw just, just to do it. Because the whole thing was they're fighting it out for the last time, and then it's like, okay, well, we're going to punish Owens and we'll just throw him in a match with Sami Zayn. We're going to punish Zayn we'll throw him in a match with Owens. This one actually, it mattered because, one, Zayn had to win it to at least get into WrestleMania, and they they fought like it mattered. There was a lot of intensity to this, a sense of urgency. They were out into the crowd immediately and all yeah. over the place. Uh, I thought it was great. Obviously, everybody ends up getting involved. Jericho gets involved. Um, I I also enjoyed when Jericho put Owens on the list. I was hoping he would actually be mad about it, <laughs> and I was really happy that he actually went mad that he got put on the list. Um I'll make my prediction now, and then I'll throw it to you guys to give your opinions on the build to this and what you expect. I think as much as I wanted to see Chris Jericho get one last world title before he left, I do think that Kevin Owens gets the win here. I think Jericho is of the belief that he's probably about to go away for a while. It's time to you know put over Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens walks out United States champion. Laugh. What are your thoughts on the the build to this and the match itself, and then a, a prediction as well? I feel bad for these two. They yes. worked their butt off. They carried the brand. They were entertaining. There was good matches. Okay, and I don't want to say they're relegated to the U.S. title. They are. Be- <laughs> how? What? What I meant was. The title is not given the prestige or the attention, neither are those two gentlemen, that they deserve. There was a match in Canada with Zane and Owens uh, where they both got emotional. Uh, Sammy cut a promo, and he said that this is my WrestleMania. What a shame. Mm-hmm. It was awesome that he was in his, his country and, and he could cut it and, and talk to the fans. And that's what he was fighting for on Monday also. Mm-hmm. That should... Zane and Owens, we we saw it too much. 
but that should be for the U.S. title. And I'm saying take out all their previous titles because Balor got hurt. That caused that whole commotion. Mm -hmm. Debacle. So I I really, really feel bad for them. I don't think the match is going to get a lot of time. I don't think it's going to get a lot of attention. It it might even be a a filler match, a a downer match. Mm. Not... And, and I don't mean that mean. Yeah, like a cool-off. A cool-off, thank you. Uh, I, I do think Owens will win. I don't like when someone goes down, a title goes down a You've tier. You've never been a fan of that. No, it doesn't make any sense it, to me. And still matter. my problem with the Cruiserweight title, I can't wait for this match. It's in the pre-show because they don't want it to take away from the other matches. <laughs> but... They they should want the universal title. These two cruiserweights. They mm-hmm. shouldn't want the cruiserweight belt. They they should want it. It's when you have the top title. Why do you go back down to the second? I you're settling for something less. I I pick Owens, and I hope they get some time because they deserve it for all the hard work that they put in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, carried the show through some lean months mm-hmm. where there was not a whole hell of a lot else going on. And Jericho gets more of that credit than Owens. Not to knock him. I, I, the whole table here, we're all fans of Owen. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Jericho's did he did more of the caring. Yeah. For his, his his talk show is aptly named the highlight reel because he was the highlight of Raw <laughs> for most of 2000, the second half of 2016 and the first half of 2017. Alo. Well, um, the Bills been great as we all know. This goes back to SummerSlam essentially because that's when they first got together and became Jericho. <laughs> and then, like, 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 Flash. Doesn't it feel like that's so long ago now, though, already? I, yeah, I know. Flight <laughs> Lab said it, this was kind of like force fed too early. Maybe Owens being the Universal title. I'm sure Owens would have been a contender for Balor, but we got we got force fed this a little too, a little too early, and it wasn't really supposed to probably be like this anyway. Yeah. But they did enough. They did enough for, for the last the last few months and the last few weeks to actually build a story. But I wish they could afford to took they couldn't afford to took a night off. But I would I wouldn't prefer to to take the go home show off to build this because essentially Jericho cost um, Owens the match, but that's not really anything. He just put he put him on the list. That wasn't the last the last impression I want to see going into that yeah. match. But they, they did his last week okay, but the, for that to be the last impression of this match, which is actually like a legit blood feud, I wasn't sold on that. But I'm picking Owens to win the United States title, actually bring some relevance to it because it's ba- that's another title that's actually been a prop. This is at least. Two, th- two or three titles on this card that have actually been props. Yeah. And then you, the United States title is one of them. Mm-hmm. I do hope at the very least... See, that was one of the things that I... The positives I was leaning on is maybe a match like this, like the story everybody's been most invested in being for the U.S. title, adds some luster to it, but I don't know if that's going to be the case, especially if, like you said, it's going to be a cool-off match, essentially. It's... It's not what that title needs. It's not what either of these two guys deserve. But so we're unanimous. Kevin Owens walks out with the U.S. title. And we have Eric boldly predicting he may walk out with both. No, no, no. That's Aaron. Yeah, I said, oh, a fan- okay. I, I said a, in a fantasy, fantasy world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought I'm you excited, were I'm excited by the fantasy booking. Um, inertia. <laughs> inertia. <laughs> Second time used on the show. <laughs> uh, tag team division. The inertia always used walking up the ramp gingerly tied with two straps. <laughs> yeah. Um, tag division, we've Whoa. all been very disappointed with this for time out. a yeah. very long yeah. time. This, I will say, uh-huh. so it was mentioned earlier, I bit my tongue because I didn't feel like hearing. We'll get to that. But... <laughs> This this actually segment the segments for the tag division mm-hmm. I thought was the highlight of Raw. What? 
<laughs> what did you say was the highlight? Oh, Rollins. No, I'm not biased. <laughs> oh, Triple I'm H. not biased. I have a track record. Not get biased. Oh my gosh. The cerebral assassin didn't get physical with his challenger. He's a heel. Um, barely. Well, I will say they did change it. They were very heavy-handed about the fact that they were going to make this a ladder match. With the fact that a ladder was involved. Oh, hey, there's a, hey there's a ladder in the corner. <laughs> hey, oh, he fell into this ladder. Okay, we're going to bring the same ladder I fell into and bring it to the ring and knock you out. Um, so here's my thing with that, mm-hmm. and I'll say right off the bat. Six, seven, eight months ago... Um, the clamor on this podcast was they were going to have a million man cruiserweight no. ladder match. <laughs> no, you, we skipped that and said, "Oh, well, we know the Intercontinental Championship will be mm-hmm. uh, regulated to a multi man ladder mm-hmm. match." And then after the cruiserweight division took off, we got the idea that it would be a multi man match for that. Which I think, after thinking about it, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine Nice, uh, imagine Gallagher. You know, Gallagher jumping off the ladder with his umbrella. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. I was actually a little sad when we got confirmation it would be a one-on-one match mm-hmm. for the Cruiserweight Championship. I was like, damn, there's not going to be a ladder match. Yeah. Before Raw, nobody can tell me. And I made the prediction, I think, last week that we could see on SmackDown for the tag division there being a ladder match involved. You because might, the Usos, did. Usos, ha- did say that. Usos mm-hmm. have history with them. There is no chance in hell anyone saw the idea of a ladder match being added. Specifically, I'll say this right off the bat. How many damn times has Sheamus been hurt by a ladder? He's hurt his, his knee on one. He's hurt his arm or shoulder on another. And then he got Raw, like 100 stitches on Monday. <laughs> on Raw, they bring the ladder out, and he, he knew right away. He's like, this isn't going to be good for me. <laughs> and, you know, now he's got to go into the match. I, I think this is awesome. Um... Yeah, I was excited that they actually did officially make it a ladder match. It adds something to it. Uh, Laugh, I know you vehemently were disagreeing with Alo. What What are your thoughts on the, the tag division triple threat ladder match? I have three words for you. Cesaro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I want to I be- think that this is going to be the match of the night. No, now see, because of him. Now, see, if this is a regular match, I would agree. Because we don't care about the tag team division, but from an in-ring perspective... Cesaro and Sheamus, they're a, great, they're a good tag team. And then with big, being there with big cast in the club, they, they, they can do so much because we haven't got this triple threat tag team match yet. So I thought from an entering perspective, in a play match, that would have been fine. I, can't I, I disagree wait because half, to see of the, half of the people in that match aren't good in the ring. Enzo. Gallows. <laughs> huh? Gallows. Gallows is a big guy. But he's not good in the ring. He's, he's okay. Barely. Okay. Well, here's the thing. How many of these guys have we not seen in a ladder match? I mean, I feel the one thing I'm nervous about for these guys, and I think it, you know, it was mentioned, uh, you mentioned this to Michael J on the mm-hmm. Unsanctioned episode about, you know, feeling bad for these guys' safety. And he just kind of blew He's it like, off. Yeah, who cares? And, and I kind of feel that way. You know, kind of, uh, you know, I was really young during the Attitude Era. I love that violent stuff. I love the hardcore championship. Mm-hmm. I love the extreme element in a lot of matches. I actually guarantee somebody gets badly hurt in this match. Of course. And I, I feel bad for that, but I'm looking forward to it because... Um, the injury or the match? No, no. Only Cesaro and Sheamus always have been in ladder matches, at least in, to my knowledge. Who, who, who are, Cesaro and Sheamus. The other four haven't. Uh, exactly. That's Anderson what, and Gallows, I don't know about... Cesaro, what's he been in? Money in the Bank? He's been a few Money in the Banks, and Sheamus has been, too. Yeah. I don't know about Gallows and Anderson in Japan, but I know Enzo and Cass haven't. So, that, that's kind of what... So I got um, 
I think I'll boldly go to where the next question is going to be or in prediction. I think it makes sense that uh, Enzo and Cass leave with the titles. Mm-hmm. And I could see Enzo being the one retrieving the titles. He's you know obviously going to be the quicker one to go up the ladder. Enzo, the idea of Enzo in a ladder match terrifies me. <laughs> yes. So, so that's the yes. thing. I could see him getting hurt. Um, I love the idea, Laugh points out, saying that this is Cesaro's moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be mad if they win. Um I love Cesaro. I feel bad that he's always stuck. Kind you of. You got love for Sheamus because it was Troy's first favorite wrestler. I, I got love with she- for <laughs> Sheamus, but at the same time, I don't. You know, I just wish more for for Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I almost thought I was nervous when they added the ladder into it on Raw that they just knocked them out of the match, mm-hmm. and now it was going to be two on two. Yeah. Um, I do think it'll be great. Uh, I don't hate Anderson and Gallows. I think when everyone was, you know, they've been terribly booked. But I think when that, I was always here on the show praying for them. Mm-hmm. I don't hope they win. You were saying novenas for for Gallows and Anderson. They're, they're only good when they don't talk. It actually ju- beats somebody up from mm-hmm. behind. That's and they're not calling know. people nerds? Yeah, nerds. And saying ski? Yeah. Were you guys just calling people nerds? I don't know, maybe. No, that was you. <laughs> hey, somebody called me a nerd. Oh. Uh, laugh? After Neville Aries, this is going to be the match of the night. It really is. I can't wait to see Cesaro. We watched him last year in that four-corner match for the IC belt. With the Miz? Mm-hmm. That match was so good. It Top was. three match from last year. It Nakamura been, but I picked it. and um, Zane. Zane. No, no, Nakamura. no, no, no. You said Nakamura. Yeah, and AJ from Japan oh. in January. Um, that match and then uh, AJ and Cena, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were my top three from last year. And it was Cesaro. He is so awesome. He's going to shine in this match. I can't wait to see it. Are you predicting he went, they win? No. Okay. I predicted Enzo and Cass uh, m- many, many months ago mm-hmm. for the WrestleMania moment because mm-hmm. Vince thinks he's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice was good. I do I do have to give them that. <laughs> right that here. Funny. Yeah. Right here in Philadelphia. <laughs> when he hit the practice, yeah. I thought that that was very well done. Mm-hmm. I was very happy for them to, to hit that. Yeah. It's going to be a great match. I, I don't care how any of this was booked. Mm-hmm. Cesaro's in the match, and I can't wait. Buckle up. Do you think there's any chance that Cesaro gets some steam from this, or do you think he just shines on that night? No steam. Just shines. Okay. Uh, so you're predicting Enzo and Cass. Eck, you predicted Enzo and Cass as well? Yeah. Halo, you got a prediction? Yeah, well, the only storyline that was actually in this tag team thing was... A few weeks ago, how Enzo said, how Cass said, Enzo, you know we never held a tag team title before anywhere. So that's the only story. And then, go ahead, laugh. Did you see the complex video of him shopping for shoes? I refuse to to watch Enzo shop for shoes. Why? I just, he's. uh, Well, go back and watch it. Because he he talked about it ain't going to be the only gold on Sunday, and he could have been trolling, but. I was actually annoyed by the comment, and then he hinted at either wearing Red Octobers or Mags on Sunday. I was more annoyed by him so he's gonna break wearing uh, Jordan Jordan leggings with uh, Yeezys. That's more, and that's why I, I, I refuse to watch because he's he's not stylish in my opinion. But um, the only story has been that Enzo and Cass have never held a tag team title, and we know they've been holding off for this for basically a year essentially. So I already know that Enzo and Cass are going to win this match and get the titles. Plus, there's a dirt sheet. That I Uh-oh. happen to come across. Did you write? You're going to tell me something that could or could not happen. Yes, I am. So, 
The reason this became a ladder match is because the Hardy Boys pitched this idea <laughs> to WWE, and if WWE went with the idea, that means the Hardy Boys are going to be involved in this match and win the tag team title in the ladder match. So you're telling me there's a chance the Hardys could show up at WrestleMania? After Lad, you're nodding your head? After the <laughs> day after they have a ladder match with the Bucks of Youth and Ring of Honor. <laughs> so the honorable wrestling? And the honorable ring. <laughs> so they're going to be in back to back ladder matches? No. Hmm. No big Dave. Hmm. Enzo and Cass hmm. leave the tag team titles. I'm gonna, I might as well make it another clean sweep, Enzo and Cass. I could see it possibly going to Sheamus and Cesaro because they had that moment with Foley. Last week when he was leaving, they kind of put the spotlight on. You put us together. You said we had this potential. I could see a case being made for that, but like you guys all said, this Enzo and Cass have been, you know, shining pretty brightly since their days at NXT. They kind of the the star has kind of uh, dimmed a little bit recently, but I still think, like you said, Vince thinks Enzo's funny. Obviously. One guy's named Big Cass, so half of his name. I know Vince is in love with the idea of him being big. He's big. So I also see Enzo and Cass walking out with the tag team championships. I'd, and again, that that's presuming Enzo makes it out of this match alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. Because th- there's a good chance yeah, he doesn't he hit may, the ropes. Yeah, there's I'm a terrified. good chance he may get wheeled out of the you know out of the arena and in a a medical center because they're not allowed to say hospital on Raw for whatever reason. Medical facility. Right? Yeah, is that what it is? Yes. Medical facility. Um, cruiserweights. We mentioned already relegated to the pre-show, which I think is kind of disgraceful. I think also if you want to build these guys up, if you want to give the give people who don't watch every week a reason to tune in, give them a chance to see this match. Austin Aries is a fun guy to watch. Neville obviously is a lot of fun to watch. I I, I agree that's why they did it, so they wouldn't say it's going to outshine anything else. But uh, I, I think it's uh, an injustice to both of these guys. What uh, you you gave your thoughts that that's what, that that's why it happened? What what do you think of this match? Are you an Austin Aries guy? Yeah, and the match is going to be great with both of them, working their tails off uh, on Mania, and it's really a shame they were put there. But I think they were put there for a reason, not to outshine the other part timers mm-hmm. because the match is going to be so good. I'm going to enjoy every second of that. I I should be at that point. The successful uh, defender of my Tech Mobile <laughs> championship, so I, I'll I'll be ready to go with with the pre-show. You'll be riding on, on a wave of momentum at that point from winning yet another Tech Mobile tournament. I think uh, Neville will successfully defend it, hmm. um, and I think it's going to be a great match. He what he's done for the division, and that's why he's the king. <laughs> it, it's it's been it's been good. Mm-hmm. He's awesome in the ring. He does stuff that other guys can't do. Yeah. And um, this is their first match. I, I don't know ever. I, I don't know the answer to that. But it's their first match here in WWE. Mm-hmm. They're gonna Vince is gonna try to make some money out of this and make it a program. So I I think Neville will win, and then we'll see them over the next several months. I like that idea. I don't like them being on the pre-show, but I like the idea of them building this into something. Eck? I, I'm gonna, I want to agree completely with Laugh there. I don't think it makes sense. They played a lot of hot potato with this belt. Not to I interrupt you, but that is the question I kind of been wanting to ask you. Do you watch 205 Live every week or not really? No, I try to. Normally if I 
have the time or if I'm watching SmackDown live and I'm on pace, I'll try to watch it so I can stay on track to talking smack. Uh, this week, I was 45 minutes behind on SmackDown when it was done. No chance. No, I missed it all. <laughs> no um, chance. Yeah, didn't catch none of it this week. Uh, but you're excited for this match. Yeah, oh, I think the match is going to be great. Um, I think overall we're going to see dream fantasy booking since it's been <laughs> ma- uh, mentioned multiple times. Yeah. Um, a theme this week. A theme. So... I could see it being a program. I think it's in their best interest to make it a program. I think eventually, Double A does or uh, A Double, mm-hmm. sorry, A Double does leave with the belt. Him being a face, I think he drives uh, drops it eventually to favorite of the Madness <laughs> podcast. The mascot, the, the mascot, real our mascot, champion. <laughs> Tony Nese. Yeah. Our mascot is Dark. Put it. Do you think that? A double has the hips to be the cruiserweight champion, without a doubt. Pur- purple, better than Big E. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Either way, I think the match will be good. Here's just a random question. Mm-hmm. I obviously with I guess what they mentioned three to four matches for the for the pre-show. Is this the first match? Is it the last match on the pre-show, or do you find it to be a filler? I would guess they closed the pre-show with this. I, I think that's the I, I smartest. Think that. Really? I think that might be the opener. See, I, the reason I think they may close the pre-show with that is more people will be in the building and more people will actually be tuned in. Well, I think they would put the, the Battle Royal. The Andre, John, uh, Andre Johnson. I was one, Andre Johnson Memorial Battle Royal less. That, that, that makes sense, too. I just feel, wow, that's really going to make me mad. If it opens the pre-show... When that place is maybe like with the cruiserweight title, yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 my point. I hope that I hope this is one time I'm just rooting for myself to be right. I'd be <laughs> really annoyed for those two guys to not get to get a, a good spot at least on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eric picked Neville. A double. He did pick Neville. I think for Neville, yeah. Who do you got? Haley? Well, I said last week with the cruiserweight division, it's like the new thing on the block. The new guy on the block always gets the belt, mm-hmm. but um. The bill's been there. I think Neville retains because they need a successful program. And the one thing about this being on the pre-show that I do like is the fact that Vince may actually let them go and not just, like, supervise them because there was a WWE style. Yeah, like it's not whatever. Yeah. So, and like Laugh said, he doesn't want them to overshadow everybody else. So that's why this, could poss- this is possibly on the pre-show. So I do think Neville retains. And I do think Aries does win the Cruise Cruiserweight title. I just think it will be at a later date, if, if not the night after on Raw or – at um, what they have payback? Mm-hmm. Maybe at payback he's the title, but I do think Austin Neville does retain at WrestleMania. I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one. This time I actually am going out on a limb, and I am taking Austin Aries to win it. I think they've been grooming him. I think that they saw they actually had more than they realized they had with him with his unbelievable commentary over the last few months. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I better than I thought he was. I mean, I gave him heat for a long time for taking my nickname, the Perfect Twenty. <laughs> I finally have let him off the hook. I don't need that apology anymore. Because well, you'll, you'll see him in person. Enough. I will. Uh, I'll give him a banana if I see him. Um, Laugh, what did you think of his backstage segment with the New Day? I know you're not the biggest New Day guy at this point anymore. Did you enjoy them putting him in a little bit of a comedic moment, or do you think they should have kept it more serious for him? They should have kept it serious. I didn't like it. Alo. I didn't have a problem with it because he's playing, still playing with that journal, journal, journalism <laughs> thing. <coughs> that's the only. Re- that's the only. Re- that's the only reason why he's still playing the journalist gimmick. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Like when Neville comes out, and he said, "I don't. I don't think I had, I had booked an exclusive <laughs> yeah. interview with you." Um, let's see. Before we move on, actually, we have 
Mr. McGee sitting here. As a non-hardcore fan, as somebody who is absolutely, at best, a casual fan, we the hardcore fans have been railing against the idea of Goldberg and Lesnar because we just think they're two part-timers, they're not actually good. Sure. You as an outsider, what do you think of Lesnar and Goldberg? I mean, I'm not. I can't say it does a whole lot for me. I mean, I know Goldberg has has the name. He he brings it in. I mean, my my biggest thing was uh, with Goldberg was that you you know, and this is just from listening to the show, mm-hmm. is you had WWE did so much with Lesnar to create this monster, and then all of a sudden Goldberg comes in it. In his, I don't know, was he late forties with the, you know, fifty, and, and walks in. He's a WCW guy. He with walks the in goatee. and he he dismantles Lesnar. To me, that was just that was the most problematic thing, and and that would have been that would have been my only. That's really my only comment is that you, if you built Lesnar to be this this monster, why allow a WCW guy? And I'm, I'm stealing some of your material. Mm-hmm. Why allow why allow a WCW guy to, to sneak in here and and pummel your monster that you've created? That's no. why I don't like it. Okay, so my feeling was that you may be on the, the side of it from the business standpoint of if, if you weren't listening you know, in on our show, you probably wouldn't know who Kevin Owens was. You wouldn't know who a Sami Zayn was. That's true. You know who Goldberg is. I do know who Goldberg is, yes. And you know who Brock Lesnar is. Most certainly. And you're not producing this show, and Barry calls you up and invites you over to watch <laughs> WrestleMania, and you say... Goldberg's back. <laughs> You're all in, brother. You're all in. That, that's Tell a, us. That's a great point. That he, he certainly has commercial appeal. But again, I, I go back to my original point. He, <laughs> how you let him dismantle Lesnar, that just that crushes the credibility. <laughs> yeah, and I said that about when he came back to the virus, he was in squash Brock. I said I loved it. But I didn't want it to be, be a thing constantly. What, uh, Goldberg? Yeah, I remember, remember when Survivor Series happened. I said I loved it because it brought in those old fans, and it was a business standpoint. But I didn't expect this to happen. Uh, speaking of part-timers, we will get to last favorite part-timer. The game, the King of Kings, Triple H, who has the, what, is, what are they calling it, the, the harmless kind of, what is it, the no harm? What is it called? I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Super Brawl Saturday? I really don't know. Uh, no harmless clause. No harmless clause. Okay, whatever, whatever it is. They're signing this contract that basically Seth Rollins is not leaving anybody liable for any injuries he may incur in this match. I think I'm going to go to you first on this, and I think I may save laugh for last on this because it's going to be the two conflicting points of view. <sighs> what, are, what are your – and actually I have a question, a listener question for you on this when we get to you. Laugh. How do you? How are you feeling about this as the avid, ardent Triple H fan of the panel? Well, you know I'm not biased. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Let's prove it. He's sick. <laughs> <coughs> you all right, bestie? Wrong with pipe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, we all know that, unlike Roman from last year, Seth Rollins is beloved. And like the Dan Bryan thing, Dan Bryan was beloved. And the fact that Triple H, he was basically hammering down the fact that, hey, you chose these people over me. And his, his, his promo talking about how if you don't have enemies, you're not making money. It, that's basically, it's basically real life, essentially, for, in, 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 all, in all aspects mm-hmm. of life. Just hammering down. And hammering down the importance of, not, of signing this contract and that 
I'm not liable for anything I do to you. I thought it was great because you're still trying to build that baby face. And Seth Rollins saying, what did he say? I'm out for rede- I'm out for redemption, and I'm going to go back to being Seth freaking Rollins after I'm done dealing with you because mm-hmm. that's how I want to go back to being. But Triple H said Triple H is building the sympathy for him because this entire time throughout the whole the whole knee injury, Triple H has been on TV trying to build sympathy for the guy. And the thing, people want Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins as a babyface in September was incomplete because he did nothing because he was waiting for the show Triple H thing. I hated it because it made no sense because you should be, if Triple H coached you the title and and, what, and, so, and all this other stuff, why aren't you looking for him every single week? Yeah. You bring it up every three weeks, which made no sense. <laughs> yeah, he waited He waited a healthy amount of time before he ever really addressed it. Yeah, yeah. like It, it made no sense. And I, I, was, I was adamant about yeah. how I hated that. But... The match is finally going to happen. Even a few weeks ago on Raw, they told six months of story in four minutes, and it yeah. was and it was perfect. And this also added to it because he was hammering on the fact that look, you're hurt because they had the doctors and stuff come in. He's like, doctors wouldn't even so called clear him. Look, if you take this match, I'm not I'm not viable for anything that happens to you. And the Smith thrill ride, the only thrill ride, only ride you're going to is a, back to a hospital in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Medical center. Yeah, medical center. Medical, <laughs> medical center. Can't say, can't say hospital. It has to be a medical center. But I thought it was a perfect way to build sympathy, build the sympathy for Seth Rollins leading to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So what's your prediction for this match? Seth Rollins. If, if, if Rollins doesn't win, I'm going to be mad. So you think Seth freaking Rollins is going to win? Yeah, because that's booking one-on-one. Okay. Eck, your feelings on this? Okay, so <laughs> hopeful. Uh-huh. Hopeful. Uh, feelings for this. So, to agree with my best friend mm-hmm. and to disagree with the godfather of the podcast, I've actually <laughs> disputed with Laugh years before this podcast was ever an idea. <laughs> years before I ever met you. Years before Laugh uh, godfathered the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> towards his hatred on um, Triple H. And I remember him one time telling me that if the person he's in the ring with isn't a phenomenal worker that you know they carry the match everything <laughs> every match he's in is terrible <laughs> i'm going in there pretty hopeful because in his part-time years he's still put on decent matches in my opinion um i think this match has potential to be good and i'm hoping for it um i do think if rollins loses there's really little coming back from it i think there's I think everyone can name one wrestler that took a loss that there really was no coming back from. In my opinion, if he loses, they they should. You think that's like the nail in the coffin on Seth? In Ross. my opinion, I they would have to do a lot of rebuilding. I think if he loses and then they put him in a program with Joe, as predicted by the Godfather, I'll be pissed. Like he he can go into that program after winning. If he goes in there after a loss, I'm. Kind of turned right off. Okay, and you, but you're predicting Seth freaking Rollins to I come predict out the also. Rollins win. So, a couple things that I think about this. One, I I feel time out. Not, yeah. not to cut you off, mm-hmm. real quick, just kind of for our arguments. Yeah. If you look at kind of the card on some of the more important matches, and as it's been stated through this podcast for about a year, a match against Paul Levesque is equivalent. To, to a, a championship. <laughs> true. In their so eyes, if, it is. If you would say there's the Universal Championship, the WWE Championship, and this match with Triple H. Well, if Brock wins the Universal Championship, which we unim- unanimously mm-hmm. all predict, that's the heel winning, technically. Despite yeah. despite right. feelings for Goldberg. That's right. the heel winning. He is the heel. SmackDown will get to that. Mm-hmm. I just think... Kind of more uh, for the Raw side, 
they need a a, ba- uh, a babyface winning match, and I think that's where we see Rollins winning. Okay, kind of part of my prediction. Yes. Yeah, and part of this, like this, like Rollins winning, that'll actually build to his popularity because he overcame all the odds. Because all the odds are basically against him. He has all the sympathy in his favor. Mm-hmm. So if Rollins wins. His character needs it. Yeah, his character because he's been stale for six months since that whole universal thing. So he needs. He's been stale it. since he got the money, the briefcase cashed on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six seven months since some um, battleground SummerSlam time. So he needs this, and Raw needs this too because nothing, nothing on Raw excites me at all. Yeah. And Rollins this is, would though. Yeah, huh? This would though? Yes, because you can actually look forward to something. Like, okay, Seth Rollins be Triple H. Okay, so this so this storyline moves forward. So it's like, okay, now what's gonna happen with Seth Rollins? Now Yeah, this is his first step. Yeah, because you already know he's gonna deal with you already know he's gonna deal with Joe and he'll probably deal with um Owens as well. And if this whole Pete Dunn thing with Triple H comes to comes to fruition, he'll deal with that. But you can actually move forward now and not be in these holding patterns for for another six months. Yeah. Uh so my feeling is what I really liked about this promo in particular is on the Triple H side, he was speaking a lot of things like there's a big divide, I feel like. I don't know if I want to say in the country or socially where there's a, a, a handful of people that are like at the top of the food chain that have a lot. And then there's way more people at the bottom that have nothing. And there's a lot of resentment towards the people that have the most. Like, like he said, if you're a millionaire, you're evil. If you're a billionaire, you're like the Antichrist. He really hit on that for like a bunch of average people who were there watching Monday Night Raw. To me, that was a good way to get heat. And then him actually talking about the work ethic that he views himself and Vince McMahon having. Like, who has time for sleep? You know, I'm too, I'd rather eat well than sleep well. You know, I'm always working. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that. You people aren't dedicated enough to get to the level I'm at. I like that he hit on that aspect of it. And then that allowed Seth to say, and I, I personally related to this, before I worked the current job that I have now, I felt like my life priorities were so in order. And I was like very happy. I felt like I knew what I was doing. I knew what was important to me. I knew what wasn't. And then I start working this job. I start getting distracted by work and all these other things. Seth made it about, this is about getting back to who I am, the person that I like being, the person I'm supposed to be. So I don't know if that hit the majority of fans, but to me personally watching, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is like, he's like hitting this out of the park for me because I... I really hope your boss never listens uh, to the show. Even if he does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> can't get rid of me. Um, I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin in here. You can't get rid of me if you wanted to. Uh, but he's hitting this out of the park for me. Like, I'm relating to this yeah. so much, which is why I think he, I feel like he has to win as yeah. well uh, because... There's just too much on the line. There's too much at stake. And I don't see how you set him back that far. Yeah. So with that, I will go to the antithesis of Alo Aaron. Oh, what do you have? And if Rollins lose, I'll add Seth Rollins to my Triple H list. <laughs> oh, should haves. Yes. <laughs> I will throw it over to Joey Laugh, the antithesis of Alo when it comes to Triple H. So what what are your feelings, Joe? Pro- the promo was awful. <laughs> he was... Talking to him like a dog, <laughs> he called him boy. He's a heel. The promo was awful. He was talking <laughs> to him like a dog. He told him to sit down. He called him boy. Very, very unnecessary. That only he can do. That only he gets away with because it's his book. I. 
I hate the man. <laughs> That's the most passionate I've ever seen you. You've been on the sh- on the show what four or five times now. I've, I've heard him talking about some people we know outside yeah. of this world that way, but that was great. Oh, so you God. hate the man. So you're not a fan. No. But how do you see this ultimately playing out? I think Samoa Joe's going to get involved. I actually do think that Rollins is still a little hurt. That he has been cleared to do X. Yeah, like a little bit. So, it will be overbooked. I think Joe will get involved. He will help H win. And then that becomes the next program. One of the things mentioned around the table... Mm-hmm. One of the biggest pops last year was when Rollins came back. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they drop the ball there. Really you want to know why they dropped the ball? Because they needed H to screw him out of something to then have the WrestleMania match eight or nine months in the future. Mm-hmm. It's all about H. At some point in Rollins' career, oh, I'd like to work with this guy. Yeah, he did a moonsault off of a fat guy mm. at a house show one time. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> it took too long for the build. The poor guy got hurt by Samoa Joe. And I still think Triple H is, is going to win. Because it, it sets up the next program. He's going to have a more elaborate entrance than Taker. <laughs> uh, Stephanie's gonna bark again <laughs> and I get annoyed by it are there matches that he has had that I like absolutely is it gonna be a good match yeah but I I can't I can't stand them one of the things I always <laughs> wanted to bring up to you uh, talk about carrying matches how were his matches with Goldberg with Nash, with Big Papa Pump. Uh, I'm forgetting a couple other during that time well, that, period. Well, that year, those WCW guys, they couldn't move at that point. Scott Steiner couldn't You didn't move. answer my question. Mm-hmm. How were their matches with Triple H? Those matches weren't that good. Their matches were awful. I know the, the Steiner matches were horrible. I'll give you that. But Scott Steiner couldn't move. He couldn't even go up the, he couldn't even get on the ring apron at times. <laughs> but you would expect Triple H to carry them. I'm not saying that when it comes to <laughs> everybody, everybody. Right here, right now, are great. We need video footage back on this show. I'm saying, not oh, everybody. Man. Like at a certain point, it does somebody carry somebody? Yes, but at the same time, you need two to tango at some point. At that point, Scott Steiner couldn't move. Scott Steiner he even didn't even last a year within the company. The only guys they put Scott Steiner with um, Scott Steiner with in 2003, they, they did nothing. Like, his match was horrible. He did nothing. He fizzled out right after that whole World Heavyweight Title scene. He, they put him with everybody. After that, after that, he he did the test and Stacey Keebler thing. He couldn't move, and that's when he fell off the ring apron. It, <laughs> that's a great clip too. It, it is an excellent clip. It's a great it's clip. It's a great clip. He fell off the ring apron and everything. He, he was horrible. It's so good. It is good. <laughs> you couldn't put you couldn't put like those WCW guys that came in two and three. You could not. They could not move. And you know Nash. You know I hate Kevin Nash. Not more than him, but I hate Kevin. I know Nash guy. Yeah. And he couldn't move. And remember, remember I said that was my first. It's a Nash. I'm like that's it. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch WCW like that. I'm like that's it. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew Scott Steiner from his days in WCW when it was dying because he's carried WCW essentially as the world champion because he cut these awesome promos. And then Goldberg comes in, it's like, okay, he's Goldberg. But 
None of those, ma none of those matches classics? No. Were, were, they, were they okay? Eh, depends on your cup of tea. Wasn't my kind of matches because the matches are horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, Laugh, I do have a listener question for you. It's actually a joint question uh, that comes from Oakwood Drive and Glen Olden. Huh. <laughs> it comes from Chad White and Mike Skay. <laughs> they want to know if Triple H they does... Don't live on Oakwood. Wait. <laughs> Chad White. Chad White. I don't yeah. know where Mike Skay lived. Uh, I think he's hailing from Oakwood these days. <laughs> Holy um, <laughs> he was at Cedarwood. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know if Triple H does put Seth Rollins over, will this shine a little bit of a positive light on Hunter for you? No. There's nothing that, there's no salvaging him at this point. No way. <clears throat> All right, well, that's a fair answer. It's honest. Can, can, can I have a list of the people that he buried so I can at least rebuttal some? Who? Triple H. I know you have a list. You have you have many nitpicks when it comes to Triple H. I know you got a list back there. It's somewhere in your note, your copious notes. Thirty-two pages. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. <laughs> That's pretty comprehensive. Everyone. Very very comprehensive. You know, everyone. <laughs> you know, nah, never mind. I, I was gonna say, you know, who should be added to that list, but I feel like he's been buried by more than one person. I think Foley should be on his list of people he buried. No. No? I disagree with that. I disagree with that, too. Wow. Because he was on his way out already. Oh, Foley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. <laughs> Who's looking forward to this? Anyone? Laugh is looking forward to it? Is the this match, because, yes. Is this because it is The Undertaker, or is this because you think that they may have found something for Roman? I think Roman can work. We've talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to bump around nicely mm -hmm. for the taker. I think it's going to be a nice change from last year. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I don't know where they go next. Um, Roman is Vince's guy, and he's going to be his guy for a long time. They're already predicting Reigns and Lesnar next year at mm -hmm. Mania. I, I'm next. I predict... Uh, Take her to win. Wow. Really? Holy. You know what? How confident are you in that prediction? I'm not very confident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 51 49. <laughs> Laugh is but I, uh, but I predict him to win because I think it's going to be his last match. And I, I don't think you have to go on your back on your last match. Mm -hmm. I I think he, he gets the pinfall um, and, and somehow they. They, they embrace, they shake hands, whatever. I'm sure one of the three, if not all three of you, are going to want the heel turn here. And remember who you're dealing with, please. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Think of last year's 24-7 with WrestleMania oh, when yeah. they showed the New Day box of cereal. <laughs> and he read the ingredients and he had no idea what it meant. But he said, oh, that's funny. I know. We saw it. <laughs> that's funny. What does that mean? It was like me getting a text from a young kid with our with, bet. Abbre with abbreviated words. Our bet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Taker's going to win. I do think it's going to be his last match. I... Don't see Roman turning. Hmm. what were your thoughts? Now, I partially got to do it uh, a segment or two ago. Mm -hmm. And besides you, I do believe we've all fantasy booked 
or in this podcast. I'm going to do it again. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pretty much say exactly what Laugh predicted. Someone says I. Um, I'm also going to go flashback Matt Madness. I will not name someone that we will talk about later in the show. Okay. But someone um, who's also featured in this card, I don't see turning heel ever. Sadly. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know where I you're going with that. Can see, I can see a short-lived Roman heel turn uh, to get him over. I think some of the way he's spoke to Undertaker has come off heelish. Uh, this could be hopeful. Um, I do believe Taker should go out on his back. I do think with the condition his body's in, mm-hmm. this will be his last match. Um, reason I believe he'll go out on his back just kind of what you've heard multiple wrestlers say past their career about um respect to the past respect to the history you know you're supposed to lose your last match um despite joe laughs hate for the the sting (laughs) triple h match uh sting believed that was going to be his last match yeah he wanted to lose that um Flair lost his last, what was supposed to be his last match mm-hmm. in WWE. <laughs> Sean, Sean lost his last match. Uh, I think Taker will want to follow. I think he'll want to lose his last match. I think, judging his body condition, I think he'll have some say-so over that. I think he'll lose if this is his last match. And um, I could see between now to SummerSlam and Survivor Series period, I could see Roman running as a heel short-lived turn back face in time to mm-hmm. face Brock for Mania, okay. if that's how it goes. Uh, I do see Roman winning, and uh, I'm a broken record. I hope this is Taker's last match. Yeah, you've wanted that well, for, what, the last three WrestleManias, right? Last four? <laughs> uh, I wanted his second, or I, technically his third Mania match against Triple H. I wanted that to be his, his last match. Mm. Um Mike Day pointed out uh, very adamantly that he thought he was going to lose against Punk. I would have loved that. We all know I'm a Punk fan. Yeah. Um, when he lost to Brock, I thought that could have been it, but then he comes and he beats, you know, b- beats a younger talent. And we all know I'm not a avid Bray fan, but obviously he was going to keep going after that. I w- at the end of the day, I want his last match, I want him to lose. No disrespect to him. I respect his <laughs> career. I just, this one match a year. I mean, it's going to get down to a point where I'm, I'm going to ask this later. Yeah, How much longer are we going to... These part-timers at their age, we can only get, get so many more matches out of all of them. Yeah, they like the, hopefully The Undertaker's not still there a decade from now. <laughs> I, I think by, I by, next, I think by back, next year, you're not going to see Taker or your uh, favorite Goldberg on the, the card. I hope that that's true. Alo? Roman will be such a good heel. <laughs> like, him just pandering to the fans. You know I won the 2015 Royal Rumble here last year. I popped for that mm-hmm. because he because he knew it would get a heat reaction. Now, this match, it's about a yard or, or whatever, whoever the big dog is, which is so yeah. stupid. There was no build to this. It made no sense. We finally heard somebody talk for once. I, to talk about Roman turning heel, they can afford to turn Roman heel because... We got Rollins, who's, who's, who's probably going to be the hottest thing, and you got Balor coming back. So you can actually afford to turn Roman Reigns heel. And I, th- I believe Triple H was talking about Roman turning heel. He said he already is one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's saying he's already a heel. It's just the fact we're not portraying him as a heel because he gets that heat reaction. But I think I do think they can afford to turn him heel, and there's nothing more heelish than beating The Undertaker. Yeah. And 
I think Roman Reigns wins this match. Putting the dead man down. Yeah. And I think Roman Reigns does win this match. I think this match will be better than the ones he had in the previous years because he he's in there with somebody that can actually go because he's been in there with Shane McMahon who's, who can't carry. He's been in there with Bray Wyatt who's a sack of potatoes. And then he got destroyed by Brock the, the year, the year in, at 30. So this is probably the, only, this is the first time he's been in a match where he got been a match with somebody he can actually go with basically since 29. Mm-hmm. So I think that Roman does beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. To, to chime in real quick, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the idea Laugh presented of Roman bumping around, I, if you're not a fan, if you're in the crowd and you're a fan of him and you just want to join the party and boo against him, if he's bumping around for The Undertaker and the condition he's in and you're not a fan of him, I don't get it. Because I could... I really don't know how the match is going to go, but if he's going to be taking big boots and clotheslines left and right and getting up and then running back into another from mm-hmm. Taker, how can you not respect the guy? Yeah, you do have to respect that. My thoughts on this are, I don't think Roman needs to quote-unquote have a heel turn. He doesn't have to be a quote-unquote heel. I think WWE is happy with the fact that people are reacting to him. And I think if they just embrace the promo, like the way he was in the promo he had on Monday, like you said, rubbing the crowd the wrong way. You do know I won WrestleMania, or I won the Royal Rumble here, right? I and I headlined WrestleMania twice, which got them booing him even more. It's it's like they're letting him actually be a person. He's not out there telling dumb jokes or overly scripted. He's coming across as something more authentic, which he doesn't have to be a heel. But if he keeps doing this, if he keeps having promos like this where there's some personality there, where there's some character there and substance, people will eventually buy into it. Now, he's supposed to be getting booed in this feud. If he, But if he keeps acting like this going forward, that I'm Roman Reigns, I am the best. See, this whole place is sold out because of me. If he keeps with that attitude, I think that it will eventually get people on his side. I think there's that weird, corny, they try to scenize him a little too much. And that's not him. A little? Yeah, they, they can't do that with him. That's not who he is. If they let him be who he is, all, Stone Cold has talked about this before. He's like, I talked to that kid backstage. He's got a hell of a personality. He's a funny guy. I think he can he can actually do this. They just don't let him run with it. So I do think Roman is going to win. But I think it will be not so much a heel turn, but I, I do think that there will be more of an edge to Roman Reigns going forward. We thought that last year, too. After he won the title, he's like, I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a good guy, I'm the guy, whatever. Well, yeah, hopefully they learn their lesson from just botching him for most of the year anyway. But they, but it's not like people are sitting on their hands when he comes out. People are either cheering him or they're booing him. It's He's getting a reaction from every single person in there. To last point, he said we should turn our, you know, if we, if we want to protest the main event, turn our back on it. That is the way, like, if you if you don't want to support Raw, don't buy a ticket. If you're buying a ticket, you're supporting it, whether you yeah. like it or not. So if you're if you're reacting to Roman Reigns, you're giving them what they want from him. So we have, what, th- three Romans and one taker? Yeah. Uh, laugh, you're you're like the, the one that's that's changing all this up for everybody. You know what's funny? <laughs> we all, it was all unanimous until this one. Was it? Yeah. Um... No, yeah, no, 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 no. Tags. Tag was... Uh. No, Tags was right. He picked Triple H to win, so mm-hmm. until... Okay. I uh, I am looking forward to this match, though. I'm looking forward to seeing what Roman can do with Taker. I'm curious how Taker's going to look and just what the, what the crowd reaction absolutely is because it really is going to be like a babyface heel matchup in The Undertaker's favor. Do you think there's any chance if 
Roman loses, is there any chance he gets cheered walking out? No. <laughs> no, no. None at all. <laughs> no. They're just rubbing in that he lost. Okay. Could, could he walk the Undertaker up the mile-long ramp mm-hmm. on his shoulder? Carry. Carry him, and and there would be a, a respect. Mm-hmm. Then yes. Okay. I'm, I'm curious how that. That's maybe what I'm most interested in is to see what happens directly after that match. If he has garnered any respect, I'm going to cheer for the guy. I think he's good. Is he the best character he can be? Absolutely not. But I think he's good. His matches are always good on pay-per-views. He's had great programs for the most part the last two years. So I have respect for him. I'm going to cheer him. The thing that's actually combining these two shows is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, yeah, what do you got, Jeff? One more comment on that. Mm -hmm. The, the the thought of walking the taker up the mm-hmm. ramp, if I could give you guys a plug. Yeah. The the work that you guys did with the throwback mania was wonderful. Thank I you. I want to applaud you. Oh. I, I enjoyed those shows very much. And you talked about H, Michaels, and Taker, the, <laughs> the end of an era. Mm-hmm. Could Vince and Triple H want to recreate that to some oh, yeah. extent? <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> So that's interesting that you that you bring that up. But I did want to give you guys a plug. Uh, we all have families. We're all uh, working hard mm-hmm. at our jobs, on our on our careers, on our health. And you've done a lot of shows. And I wanted to applaud your team for what you've done. Thank you. For thank that. you. It means a lot to all of us. And thank you for what you contribute. You're you welcome. know, even if you don't realize it, you you're a big part of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast and the Matt Madness Podcast fan. Young Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> it's the one thing that's bringing both shows together, uniting the brands. Sami Zayn has been relegated to this. The entire tag team division on SmackDown has been relegated to this. Does the tag team division on SmackDown? Maybe not anymore. <laughs> I was really sad about that. Um, no tag match. Even if that, if, if, even if that would have made it to, if that would have made it to the beginning show, what, what pre-show, pre-show, kickoff show, uh, warm-up show, whatever it is, I, I'm I'm sad about it. Me too. I feel like they deserved it. What's up? Larry? I have three points here, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. There's uh, two points. There's two possible <laughs> winners, and it's Strowman and Zane. That was my that was my two, last two. Mm-hmm. What a disgrace with the build, the push, the TV time, and the hard work that Strowman did. And mm-hmm. I loved when he brought the kip out. Oh, he was doing yeah. it on the house show mm-hmm. scene, and he brought it out against the show, and it was awesome. That, that was a great match. I yeah. I enjoyed that. We talked about this Monday having that bad, empty feeling at the mm-hmm. end of the program. That main event was great. I mm-hmm. felt good that night. I didn't I didn't hate myself that <laughs> that, that evening. Um, if if Strowman wins, it's it's such a disservice to him mm-hmm. and then very poor booking in my best opinion. Could I see Zayn winning? Yes, because of Stephanie. <laughs> because he's so tied to her mm-hmm. that her ego can get in the way of that booking and then giving him the win to further along that story where where they can yell at each other or or whatever. Uh, The last comment I had was this doesn't mean anything. (laughs) And 
Andre looks like a big piece of cheese now. I think you pointed that out. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Andre. But you get your name on the trophy. I would love the idea of the winner of the Rumble gets the shot at the title on Monday night at at Raw. Hmm. And look, they're not the main event guys, other than Strowman, in this event. Mm -hmm. But I will give you this. We'll get. We'll go back to H. The work that he did with Hardy in that in that time period where Hardy kind of came in and got, oh, I'll give you a shot or or what, oh, 2008, 2000. or whatever it was. Uh-huh. I'm not as good with dates as you are. Okay. I applaud you for that. <laughs> that's in 2008. So yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but but it, unexpected. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I would love the unexpected. If you win this Royal Rumble, this Battle Royal, you get a shot Monday night, which is arguably bigger than WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a neat idea. It would be. And it would it would actually make you care who wins the thing because there's an immediate result from it the next night when everybody's looking forward to watching. So I, I actually would like that if they did that. There's like a tangible reward for it other than a trophy, which doesn't mean anything. Although... Didn't isn't what started the Andre Hogan war? Didn't that start over trophies? Because didn't Hogan get a trophy for having the championship for three years, and then they gave Andre a smaller trophy for being undefeated, and then that's what started the whole beef between the two of them, I believe. I feel like it was that one episode of the pit, mm-hmm. and th- look, the guy's in bad shape now, <laughs> but everything that I remember from that build. Was Heenan? Yeah, it was Heenan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what a what a lost form yeah. that manager. Mm-hmm. And Heyman dabbles with it, and and his work on the stick is awesome. But Heenan was so good. Oh man, and and Heyman was great with the Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. Heenan, great manager, great on commentary. Everything he did was awesome. Everything he did was gold. <laughs> he was so funny. The, the whole broadcast journalist thing, I, I still love to this day. When Flair came in <laughs> and the pictures with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. You're right, though. It is a loss to the, uh, to, the, to the brand to have somebody like that, and there's nobody that really can fill those shoes. Yeah, aside from Heyman, will we ever see anyone in that role? No. That, that's good. I doubt it. They don't, they don't, it's, too, it's too wrestling for them now. Yeah. They try to do everything they can to not be perceived as wrestling, and that's perceived as wrestling. One comment to that. Mm-hmm. Maurice is awesome. She is Excellent. Great. Oh, <laughs> baby, I can't wait till we talk about the two of I them. But you hold on to your chair. Yeah. They're getting very close to Macho and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Oh. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down because I want you to, We're gonna get to expand that. on that when they get to it when we get to it. Uh Alo, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You got the same two guys winning. Yeah, I just find I just find it funny they've been building this as a big thing mm-hmm. for the last three weeks on SmackDown especially. It is on the pre show. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a good job with Corbin. But they kind of lost him because when he because he wanted the first, the next night on Raw after he won it he was with doing he was with Ziggler for a month or two or whatever he got lost in the shuffle then the brand split came so with the brand split I think they actually utilized the winner of the Andre the Giant more Memorial Battle Royal Battle Royal properly because look at Baron Corbin now he won it last year now he's in the IC title match yeah. so with the brand split they can actually use it properly and actually propel somebody because actually Baron Corbin is actually an example of somebody who's actually propelled essentially so. 
Like, like what I've said, I have Strowman and Zayn because that's like the main story there. Because I feel bad for Strowman because he's been excellent. Nobody, nobody likes Strowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when he's in the Wyatt family, and then right, right from the first row from the brass split, they threw him on TV. He got over. He's, he, I think a big. You know who got Strowman over? Who? James Ellsworth. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and another an, under, an underrated thing that I think that guys like guys like Strowman was his work with Jericho and Owens in the back mm-hmm. leg area. Yeah. He saw a lot of personality mm-hmm. with the scars. I want yours. And, yeah. And then, and then throwing Ellsworth at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. perfect. And then every time he came out, we just kind of fell in love with Braun Strowman. Yeah. So I feel bad for him that he's relegated to this because after all, all the good work he's done. He deserved more. Yeah, he does. But, um... It's going to be between Strowman and Zayn. I would love for Sami Zayn to win because he needs something. I but agree. You know what? I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. There it is. Zane, are you going with Zayn too, Laugh? No. Strowman. Are you going with Strowman? I'm going with Sami Zayn. Eck, your prediction, and you're, you're the resident, the guy who loves the, the Rumble and the Battle Royal more than anybody. So, Are you excited for this one? Or, yes, if there's a battle royal, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want Zayn to win. I will firmly say I see Strowman winning. Um, it's obvious the head runners in the back like Strowman more than they like Zayn. Um, I'm almost nervous Zayn doesn't make it to the final two. I would love if he wins. Please, out of all matches, let me be wrong. <laughs> let him win. Uh, I don't see him winning though. Um, as much as Strowman deserves better. Zane deserves much better than this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we've talked about what this um, battle royal in the past has led to. The first winner, Cesaro. This led to him getting Paul Heyman the next night, which I popped for, and it was a flop. Didn't help him. <laughs> and he's went nowhere since. Um, the following year, we got the big show, which, okay. He's I the get, big show. I, I guess he should have always been the most... Um, you know, feared person in a battle royal match, and this is aside from a few on Raw. This is you know the biggest one he's ever won. He's ever won a Rumble, so I guess you know this gives him a credible battle royal he's won. Um, then you fast forward a year later, Baron Corbin wins it, and they mentioned that he won the uh, the tournament, or I'm sorry, the battle royal much longer than they did for Show or Cesaro. Yeah. But it took him one year later, and you know now he's facing for the IC title. He did get some some pulls at uh, number one contenderships for uh, mm-hmm. WWE Championship. He was in the Elimination Chamber, so you know we'll see what the Intercontinental Championship, what kind of fruition that turns into for him. Um, either way, with, with this battle royal going on in the pre-show, you know everyone in the match I think deserves better. I I agree. I'm gonna say, I same as you guys. I I down to the coin flip. 50-50 between Zayn and Strowman. I can't believe none of us picked <laughs> Brizongo either. Of them. I mean, I'd love it if it happened, but I don't. I don't see it. No. I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn based on last thinking of it's a story for Stephanie going forward yeah. if they do it. So to me, yeah, Strowman doesn't need it. It doesn't do anything for Strowman if he wins it. For Sammy and Stephanie, that's their story now for the he, next. He couple could come months. out like Luke Harper with the <laughs> the trophy in his mouth. <laughs> and then my other thing, my other thing is with Sammy Zayn is, I can see the strong one because they never give Sammy Zayn nothing. Sammy Zayn is like the new Dolph Ziggler essentially. <laughs> oh god, the answer. Yeah, the answer he's like the ECW Tommy he's Dreamer. Like the new, he's, he's the new Dolph. You can say that too, but he's like the new Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. So moving on officially to SmackDown opening segment, we get the contract signing between AJ and Shane. I was very critical, probably the most critical, of this being AJ's WrestleMania match. 
I do think that they did a nice job of turning it into something the last three weeks. I think AJ deserves better still, but I think that they've done a good job of at least making it seem like it matters. Shane made the point of I've gotten the best out of everybody I've gotten in the ring with. If you don't give me your best, my hand's going to be raised. Styles basically saying, hey, Shane, this isn't a Hell in a Cell match. This isn't a Falls Count Anywhere and no DQ. This is a regular match, and that's it's my home. Like, you're in my world, basically. I'm going to destroy you. Won't shake Shane's hand. I like that they didn't touch. I like that there was no physical violence. I even like that AJ just basically brushed him off. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to take care of you on Sunday. Eck. What are what are your? I know you're looking forward to this match. Do you think that they've done this justice? Whether AJ deserved a more high-profile match than this? So, without a doubt, AJ deserves better. I just said everyone in the Battle Royal deserves better. Um, until we get to a point which we're going into WrestleMania 33. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we don't got to wait till WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania 40. <laughs> but until we get to a point where these part-timers are gone. The people that really deserve, the more people that deserve bigger, like Sammy and AJ, they're not going to get it until there's less and less of those part-timers there. Um, I think they did the match right. I thought they did the match right ever since the night Orton beat AJ. And in Talking Smack, they were pointing out that Shane thought the match didn't need to happen. That it should stick with AJ. Because... The dirt sheet was out there. The spoiler was out there. We knew it was going to be Styles versus Shane. I thought the fact that AJ went in there as a hothead and took this out on Shane, I thought they did it right. Weeks, weeks, almost a full month in advance. Um, I think the match will be good. I see AJ winning. It would make sense, no difference. But um, I think the match should be good. They, they done justice for the booking. Yeah. Laugh of what it is. I have a lot on this. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to make sure I covered was that Daniel Bryan started off this segment. And what it did was it reminded me of, the, the good again, the good show you guys did talking about 30. Mm-hmm. But what a shame that he's not wrestling. Right. <laughs> that the, the I like the word magic. The, mm-hmm. the, the magic that he created, the excitement in the air, everybody was cheering him. Mm-hmm. And H didn't want that to happen. <laughs> he he brought back his buddy Dave, and he wanted to give Dave the strap. Excuse me, the championship. The title, the championship. And, pa- and Phil told him that match will suck. <laughs> and then Phil took his uh, what did she, what did Sean say? Took his ball and went home. Took or, his ball and yeah, went yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. I've noted that. But <laughs> but Daniel Bryan, just seeing him, I don't like the current character. I don't. But too I want I no I, I I don't like it I I don't find any thing good about it. it yeah. there, there's two figureheads on both shows. Mm-hmm. I think they're both stupid. <laughs> Mike Adam Lee and Jeff Harvey Harzy <laughs> might might as well come Jeff back. Har- Jeff Harvey. Jeff Harvey. So, but I wanted to give uh, Daniel Bryan uh, a quick shout out mm-hmm. that that I miss him. Um. I brought up Punk. He, one of his biggest beefs was the top babyface should face the top heel at WrestleMania. The main event should be John Cena against AJ Styles. And I put it in a cage. 
I would love to bring back the old blue cage. <laughs> but that that should be the main event. They deserve it. Did we see it a lot? Yeah. But the top baby and and the top heel, let let them fight at Mania. Do I think? The match with Shane's going to be good? Yeah. Is Shane going to bump? Yeah. Is he going to do the Van Terminator? Yeah. And stop <laughs> calling it the Coast to Coast and put RVD in the Hall of Fame next year. I, I, it is going to be a good match. But you think AJ takes it? AJ's going to win. I was shocked he was going to get a stipulation, but I like the fact that he pointed it out and how AJ hammered down. Like this He is, did a great job with that. Yeah, like he said, you can't use a chair. You can't use a table. You can't. If you get disqualified, the match is over. Yeah, if you're outside the ring right. for 10 seconds, the match is I over. Win. Yeah, so he actually hammered down that this is actually a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Talking Smack, but I'm assuming they didn't add anything because I didn't hear anything. But I think the match is going to be fine, but it took a. Like, I thought this might be the match tonight, but since there was no stipulation at it, I kind of. T- um, took it down for me, yeah. but I still think this will be probably the top one of the top three matches of the night. But I pick AJ to win this match. Yeah, I pick AJ as well. Uh, like I said, I give him credit for taking something everybody was angry at the prospect of six weeks ago, and they made it into something that at least at least we could all get into somewhat. Real quick, mm-hmm. since, since laughs here, and I brought this up the past couple of weeks that I've been here. Um, I believe it was Laugh who asked the question a couple months ago about fully overshadowing the show for Raw. How? What was your take on Daniel Bryan's uh, work in the authority figure? I don't like it. Do you not like it just because you wish he was in the ring or you just think he wasn't good? You'd rather be a heel in that role? One thing I like about him, I <laughs> I do see him laughing a lot, yeah, almost, an almost like an SNL skit. Uh-huh. I enjoy that. Oh, he's gonna laugh now. I do enjoy that, but I don't like the authority figure role. I don't. I don't. Especially when it's the answer to somebody who was just him, maybe. But mm-hmm. they don't like. For example, when Foley was a commission in two thousand. That was fun. Yeah. Because he didn't have anybody to answer to. Because Vince was going to the time. And uh, Regal and Tajiri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- ex- oh. So good. Yeah, but that, but. They didn't have anybody to answer to, but Brian has somebody to answer to, even though Shane's not there all the time. And, like, Stephanie, I've hated Stephanie since she's become the commissioner or whatever she is of Raw. I've hated her since then. Just since then? Just since then? Yeah. I have. (laughs) Your point was that Stephanie and Foley were always involved, and that particular week or two, Shane... And Daniel Bryan were not. Yeah. yeah. So that that's, but he he's taking that Teddy Long roll on with making everything a tag match, and I I laugh at that. I so and I, I, I'll credit I'll credit Daniel Bryan. You know, as much as we all know, I, I'm not a Miz fan. You know, Miz in the early really? in the early talking smack, he got the big buzz from the promo. I give Daniel Bryan all credit for making talking smack um, watchable. Um, Raw's done it, I think, after one episode of Raw and after a couple Raw exclusive pay per views. Uh, talking smack is one of the highlights of the week, WWE-wise, in my opinion. Um, the thing I like about it is Daniel Bryan pointed this out, I believe, weeks after the draft. He is there because he's under contract. He does not want to be an authority figure, and if you're wise enough, you can tell that. Um, Foley wanted to do that. He wanted to be involved. The thing I like is... Daniel Bryan's in that few 
few people category similar to The Rock, where The Rock can go out there and say something he won't get in trouble for, mm-hmm. or John Cena, who can go out there and call Miz a pussy. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan can <laughs> subliminally mm-hmm. say, I'm going to wrestle in a couple years. Yeah. Well, you know, it might not be here. Just wait. Just watch. He yeah, can say how of... he wants... You know, he can, he can put his heart out there and say stuff that... Dolph Ziggler can't say stuff that people, everyone that is in the Battle Royal can't say. Um, that is something I, I have appreciated and I've enjoyed about his authority. Yeah, he, he's taken full advantage of being one of a handful of guys that can basically say whatever he wants. Um, and he takes every opportunity to do so. Yeah. I mean, mocking the Universal Championship mm-hmm. every well, week. It, an underrated thing about authority figures. Don't have them in the office. <laughs> have them move around. Like that was a, the one thing with Foley was commissioner, which was fun. His office would be hysterical everywhere. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> he'll be in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. He'll be in um, the shop zone center. Mm-hmm. He'd be all over the place. Yeah, but don't shut. Forklift. Ha- yeah, for- I hate the office. Yeah, I me really too. do. The which mark- is like a curtain put up somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underrated authority figure. Mm-hmm. Jack Tony. <laughs> Very good authority. He was out figure. of sight. Mm-hmm. You'd see him like at a desk every now and again making a statement. I remember Savage after WrestleMania three blaming Tunney for him losing the Intercontinental Championship. Love Jack Tunney. Uh, WWE Championship. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Weird way to head into WrestleMania with the uh, what did they call it? The Crucix, I think is what Orton called it. He, he you know jabbed it into the ground where his sister Abigail's buried, and that's gonna do something. I don't know. I thought that this story, for the most part, had had been well told for most of the last six, seven months. I thought that was a weird way to end it going into the pay-per-view. I don't know what I was supposed to take from it. They really barely even showed Bray react to it. I don't don't know what that was. So, does anybody have much to say about this at this point? What what is this? Do we we think mysticism will will, will play a part in the match? Because it has played a part in the story. Will something mystical happen to decide the match? I think this is awful. I think Orton is in this, uh, again, because he's friends with Triple H, Mm -hmm. uh, part of uh, Evolution. I think this is his payback for um, taking the elbow from Lesnar, so they're going to give him the title. I I was waiting for something good to happen, and Mm -hmm. it didn't. Mm -hmm. The TV went off. And back, that was it? back-to-back shows were were dumb. I <laughs> were dumb. <laughs> I think the match is going to be bad. I think this is going to be the worst match on the card. Wow. Who do you think? Oh, you already said Orton. Alo. What is this? Like, <laughs> I've been adamant about saying how excellent Randy Orton's been since he's been back since since Battleground. Because he actually looks like he wants to be there. Because you know my thing with Randy Orton. Like, you could tell he doesn't want, doesn't want to be there. So, like, they had me, like, when he burnt the the um, the um compound, whatever that thing was down. Like, they like I, liked, I didn't like the way they got there, but they actually had me for it. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, that was three weeks ago. Now, what have you done to lead into that, three, lead, in, lead into that essentially? You have Bray Wyatt roll some ashes on him, and then you have him do the sheet mask thing, and then you have Orton on the go-home show go back to the compound and dig some something through the ground or whatever. Like, that's done with. Yeah. It, like, why? It's like why? a Halloween ornament that yeah. my wife puts in the yeah. lawn. Yeah. <laughs> something about the something about the apocalypse or something like 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 what like what is this like? 
and then, and then, the title's just there. Like, or it actually made mention to the title. <laughs> you <all right? laughs> the, <laughs> the imaginary wife is imaginary as the title like the title is just a prop in this situation as well as the US title on Raw. It's just there. Like Randy Orton actually did run the Royal Rumble, if you actually mm-hmm. remember. So you you do yeah, believe you, it or not. It, exactly, believe it or not, this should be about the title, but it's not. It's about it's too much supernatural elements, too much about Sister Abigail, who we've never seen on TV, even on even on NXT, we've never seen it. Even when he debuted, we've never seen it. So like, what is this about? And the only way I can see Bray Wyatt winning is that is if the family reforms with Harper and Rowan. That's the only way I can see see this winning because if Randy Orton loses clean, he did this for nothing. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt. Eck. He needs it. Yeah. I need to be a broken record in a different direction that I keep feeling like I side with laugh. <laughs> um, I never looked at it that this is kind of a gift back or payback for, you know, uh, he took the elbow from Lesnar, so let's give you the title again. Um, I don't know. Ever since they unified the titles and then signify them down into one, it seems like they have a lot of love for Cena and Orton. Cena just got his quick short run with the new title. I can see Orton getting a quick short run with the new title. Um, Orton's the face going into this. I mentioned earlier about a face winning. I could see Orton winning as the face. Um, as much as people may not like him, kids like him. Mm-hmm. Kids love him. Kids are going to want to see him win that are in attendance. I'm probably one of few people that actually won't hate him winning. Yeah. Uh, I, Like Aaron said, I think his work has been great um, recently. Recently. Ever since, uh, I think it was Battleground mm-hmm. when he had did the highlight back. reel he with came Jericho. Back. Yeah, since then um, been great. That highlight reel with Jericho was awesome. Um, the, the work he did there, normally, you know, uh, my baby mom has said multiple times she was attracted to him until the first time she heard him uh, open his mouth. Um, he's not good on the mic, but he was great that night. Yeah, um, He's had moments since then. He, yeah, he's had plenty. I, everything with the Wyatt family, I think he's done well. I don't want to seem like a Bray hater. I've been on and off with him. I thought him and Randy together with the tag titles, I think that was shorter lived than it should have been. I don't want to see him leave Mania with the title. I, I don't know. Um, but at the same time, Aaron points out something really good. Uh, Eric's been cleared for a while. As much as Luke does not want to be back in the family, mm-hmm. I could see them forcing that down our throat and we get <laughs> the three of them back together. And then I could see him obviously, uh, you know, Bray retaining. Is that your prediction, Bray Wyatt? No, I'm, I'm predicting Orton. Orton, Alo, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, like, um, like Laugh said, like, the story... It's died so much down that the, that the, the story was supposed to be the match because from an in-ring perspective, this match wasn't going to be good anyway, be good anyway. So, with that, with the story dwindling down and becoming so bad, I do agree this will be the worst match on the card. Because going back to the match of No Mercy, that match wasn't good. Yeah. And that had less story than this. Well, I'll actually quickly say um, to prove where I think it makes sense Orton winning. If Bray wins, where's he go with the title? If the Y family's together, who's going to feud with him next, face-wise? Um, I could see him retaining and him feuding with Harper, but Harper just lost to him. Mm-hmm. 
I could see Orton winning as a face, and he wants to face Styles. <laughs> Styles w- wants a match against him. That, you know, I could see heel versus face. <laughs> but you want me to say something, so I'm... Yeah, well, I'm curious what, what I wanted you to. Mind. I wanted you to say that Miz is going to work the next program with Orton <laughs> after Orton wins. <laughs> I no, love it. But I, I, I'm not predicting that. Thank you for agreeing with me. It's going to be the worst match. Yeah, but I, I wanted to make a quick point that it mm. won't be the worst thing on Mania. Mm. I would like to give you permission to boo. I know okay. you, you, you like to point it out that you don't. I don't. But when Pitbull gets on the stage... Uh, I'll boo Pitbull. Boo Pitbull's not putting his health and his body and his life on the line to entertain me. He just sucks, and will, he's out there doing boo, nothing. Will you boo Goldberg? Goldberg. You're just going to do the back treatment? You're not yeah, gonna I'm not going to boo him, uh, but I'll be I'll be act aggressively disinterested. Does Vince <laughs> like Pitbull? Does he have a contract with Flo Rida? I have no what? idea. Flo Rida's new limb biscuit, like I said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm picking Bray because I, I feel like they gave it to him. I'd like to see them run with him. I don't know where it goes next. I see all the cases for Orton, but I'm going to go with Bray as well. We have the... Split. Yeah. Another thing is, mm-hmm. like, is Bray what, is Randy Orton even the face? <laughs> like, he's done a lot of healer's things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there, there's a lot of logic gaps yeah. going on there. <laughs> like, they, I, this was so good. Like, they had me invested mm-hmm. for two, three months. They had, me, they had me in the last three weeks. And, and then just, it's like, okay. Uh, SmackDown's good for that. They get you invested, and then you don't see that, that storyline for a couple weeks. Intercontinental Championship. Neither guy in this match was on SmackDown. They were both on Talking, talking Smack. Smack. They were on Talking Smack. Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. This has been a pretty basic story. I think it's time for Corbin to get some gold on him. I think Ambrose is a good guy for him to go over. They've built Ambrose as the guy who's impossible to keep down. I think that's a big win for Corbin if he can get it. And I think he'd do good things with the Intercontinental Championship. So I'm going Corbin. Laugh? I think Corbin's a future champ. That said, I do not like him. <laughs> he has 0.0 charisma. <laughs> and I can't get behind anything that he does. I hate his finishing maneuver where he gives himself the rock bottom. <laughs> See, Eric? I do think he wins. I feel bad for Ambrose. While I've never been a big Ambrose fan, he worked the most matches last year. Mm-hmm. And... He, he got no time on SmackDown. Talking Smack is not part of the show. He should have been on there. Uh, we all love the IC belt, but Vince doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do pick um, Corbin to win. Yeah. That was zero charisma. <laughs> as, as little char- charisma as you could muster. Eric prediction. should appreciate me a lot more with him here, with all these mm-hmm. nitpicks. Yeah. <laughs> you really should. As I, I picked, like, they were on Talking Smack, which is a, which I call an extension mm-hmm. of SmackDown to make it a little two and a half hour show. Because actually a lot of time Talking Smack is actually better than perhaps on SmackDown at times. But I do pick Baron Corbin to win because Dean Ambrose, I think, Dean Ambrose, he's one of those guys that doesn't need a title. I'm not a big Dean Ambrose guy. He has that Randy Orton effect, like I said, Sometimes you could tell when he's invested, and sometimes when he just goes through the motions. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know what kind of Dean Ambrose we're going to get out of this. But Dean Ambrose, the Intercontinental title, that's kind of been a prop for him, too, because he hasn't even defended this since I think, since I think maybe January. Yeah. So Baron Corbin, this is I think it's his time to shine to win the Intercontinental title. And let's see what he can actually do with this. Right. Eck? Um, you know, kind of going full circle. Um, I do agree this is something... Of, of a prop. The Intercontinental Championship to Dean Ambrose 
it's not like his first run with the belt. Uh, first run with the belt, I feel like he cared much more. And it's not necessarily him. They booked it better where he cared. And I'm def- putting that in a defensive way because I'm a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Corbin winning. This is obviously a monumental win for him. I like the fact, and to mention talking smack, you know, it is additional. You you got to subscribe to the network mm-hmm. um, for $9.99 plus tax to, um, <laughs> to, to see that stuff. He he did mention you that, hate that tax as much as I hate Goldberg. I <laughs> so he he mentioned um, Warren talking smack that when he beats Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship, he'll now be undefeated at at Mania. Which mm. I did like him pointing that out, and that almost you know as much as everyone hammers home that they're going to win, um, I do kind of like that fact where if we're predicting whether you, you like Corbin, whether you don't. Um, if he's going to be a future champion, imagine him at Mania going in in a year, two years from now, and saying, "Hey, I'm undefeated. This is my fourth one." Yeah. It it it, it took you four years to notice I'm undefeated, not nine mm-hmm. or however many years it took for them to point it out for Taker. Um, uh, I'm going to say Corbin wins. This is, you know, there's a lot of them where I can't call it, and I like the surprise element. Um, I definitely see Corbin winning, but being an Ambrose fan, I think it would be a great swerve if he wins. I think it'll be good for his character. It's not that you know he doesn't need it. I think it makes him look stronger, and I yeah. think he should show up two nights later and defend his belt again. Um, but again, that's me just being a, a wishful thinking mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, so we're unanimous on Corbin. Yeah. Another thing, mm-hmm. I, you didn't see a talking smack thing. I did pop. <laughs> a little split screen interview mm-hmm. with the with the remote <laughs> with the remote he, and, and and Ambrose turned the remote off to turn Corbin off. I, I thought <laughs> really <laughs> no. Right before that, um, they tell each other to shut up. Yeah, I forgot and, the context. And they, they start going into an argument. No, you shut up. You shut up. You can't tell me to shut up. And then it's, or, uh, Dean Ambrose point, points out a remote. You know, it's um, Corbin telling him make me shut up. And he grabs a remote. He, he walks away, grabs a remote, and turns his monitor off. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll have to go back and watch it then before Mania. Uh, we have the women's division, Alexa Bliss versus every available woman on the SmackDown <laughs> roster. I thought this all Holy Hurricanrana. Yeah, I thought this all was kind of boring and the same thing we saw on Raw until we got I was very pleasantly surprised by this. Really? We had well, we had the return of Naomi, which I assumed she'd be back. What I was pleasantly surprised by was the crowd was like into it. Because there's a lot of times she comes out and you could tell the crowd is, you know, mixed reaction. She came out, she hit that head scissors on the ramp. That was great. She cleaned house. She gave the promo and the crowd was was behind her. So I I was pleasantly surprised by that, that people actually were invested in her. I don't know if she's going to win the title back. Nobody wins the title in their hometown. That's her hometown, so I guess she won't. But she's going to get a huge ovation when she gets in there. And I think at the very least she's going to do two or three things that that pop the crowd. Uh, I'm going to predict uh, right off the bat that Alexa Bliss retains. I see no reason to take it off of her. Laugh, you want to go on this? Do you have any interest in this? I think the company has something with Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. here. Yes. I think she's very good. I think this is a mess. I think <laughs> this is another re- unfortunate result of the part-timers in the front of the poster. Mm-hmm. So to give the payoff to all the people, all the hard workers making the towns, they're just putting them in a in a multi-person, multi-woman match, 
and it's unfortunate. It's it's a mess, <laughs> but I I think Alexa Bliss wins. Yeah, agreed. Halo. Well, you know, I'm I've been a big fan of Alexa Bliss since we started the show, mm-hmm. and this is a mess, no doubt. But the reason it's more of a mess is because last week they had to rediscover their tag team division and actually <laughs> give them a half hour on SmackDown. So. Naomi coming back, I thought it was a nice touch. Like you said, the head scissors, the head scissors on the ramp, that mm-hmm. was great. That, like, her, her coming back, it was a nice touch. You know, Vince isn't putting anybody over in their hometown. Yeah. I don't see why Alexa doesn't win, so that's my pick is Alexa Bliss. But I've been adamant about Asuka, but I don't think she's coming because it's on the pre-show. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yes. See that this this guy had to pre- and I was pissed off about that because the SmackDown Women's Division is superior to the Women's Division on Raw. Yeah, they're not going to debut Asuka on the pre-show. Exactly. That's just not something they're going to do. Yeah, so I'm going Alexa Bliss. Maybe you you probably get Asuka maybe the next, maybe um on the upcoming SmackDown that week, that week. so I'll go with Alexa Bliss. I'll uh, start off in the wrong direction. The thing that really pisses me <laughs> off about it is you have no SmackDown tag division mm-hmm. or in the pre-show or the main card. The women's division is demise down to the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So Raw gets, you know, showcased their tag division and women's division, but SmackDown, you don't see it at all. Yeah, is, that, is that punishment for the critical acclaim that SmackDown is getting overall? I, like, okay, yeah, I thought that was like Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was in that high spot last mm-hmm. year, too. Now she's on the pre-kickoff show. Yeah. Even though I care about the, the kickoff show mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, it's still, still like, come on. Yeah. I, I see Alexa retaining in some great heel fashion somehow. Um... Just a question, and obviously I see it just being the, the six. It's been now announced as a six-pack mm-hmm. challenge, I believe, instead of uh, it's all, not even all announced available. What kind of match it is? I think in Talking Smack they called it a six-pack challenge. Did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that mean they? It's been rumored, and I guess it won't be. I mean, as much as I love the idea of Oscar showing up, but there's been three to four um, past women wrestlers that were rumored to show up. <laughs> Does that mean we see none of them? Does, is that something we see, we see in the future with them, or either Raw or SmackDown? I hope we don't. No. No. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, we don't, we, we, don't, we, don't, yeah, we, we don't need any more women in the match. Yeah, it doesn't need to happen. Yeah. So we all think Alexa. Yeah. I think it's the obvious yeah, and choice. She, and she can restart her thing with Naomi, and mm-hmm. we see where that goes. Yeah, but pick I up think where they left I do, think, I do still, still think we get Asuka. On the SmackDown app going home. I could see that, but they won't put her on the pre-show. That's yeah, no, yeah, that, that was my whole thing about it. We have, I know, Laugh, you were looking forward mm-hmm. to getting into this. I know, Ayla, you're probably looking forward to getting into this. I'm going to go to Eck first because this is his favorite current pro wrestler. We have... How do you know I'm a big fan? <laughs> can't see we, we, we have Miz TV with the continuation of himself and Maurice spoofing... Total Bellas. This week we got Daniel Bryan represented and Brie. I thought it was gold once again. I thought it was hysterical. I think both of them were great. I liked Cena taking the serious turn at the end. Like actually taking everything off and looking Cena right in the eyes. I thought it was great. Um, Cena comes out. he He cut what I thought was mostly a great promo. A couple things I didn't like about it. One, I never like when the corny fake accent comes out. Always bothers me. Second thing, he's the ultimate baby face. He's supposed to be. Why is he ripping into Maurice? Like, leave the woman alone and just just let let 
Nikki handle Maurice? You shouldn't be saying, you know, Maurice, you didn't do Jack when you were... I feel like you should have left her out of it. That That's my nitpick about that, the accent and him attacking the woman. But overall, I think that the four of them have done phenomenally well at building, building this thing up. Because who would have ever thought, when they were talking about this three months ago, we were like, are you kidding me? Well, I this? told you, this is going to be the most entertaining <laughs> thing going into WrestleMania, and it has been. Yeah, they've done a great job building this up. I like that when they stopped the first part of the segment, the crowd was, like, cheering. Yeah. I, I thought that was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I give them a lot of credit for doing this. But, Eck, what, what, what is your – I know you're, you're real Pash, high on John Cena right Brother now. Pash, listen to the gasp. Listen to the pop. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh-huh. I thought these segments were awesome. Last week and this week. By God! By God! By God, God Almighty! These segments were awesome. <laughs> thousand percent disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I thought he shouldn't have ended the ended it with disrobing himself. So you think he should have left it at where? I think he should have too. left it, and then I thought he should have went in that serious or more serious back in the when ring. they cut back. That's that's a good point. That, I could see that's that. my nitpick. Um, I, I thought uh, Cena's work ripping into each other afterwards was great. Um, I I do kind of agree, and I see your point. Um, Nikki should have done that. Um, she did get her few lines in towards Maurice afterwards. I don't think she's as good on the mic as Cena, so she doesn't really. She she couldn't. Cena. My nitpick with him is I thought. He he talked too much. I think there was a couple times where he gave them a, a moment to speak and he cut them off and he mm-hmm. kept going. That's my only complaint. The other thing, you're the, you're the top baby face and you're throwing a p word out there. It's like ah, I, can yeah, see, I don't know. I can see Vince's gulp right now. Yeah. I mean they they bleeped it, so it's not like it got out there. But everybody knew what he said. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this was a point that was made earlier. I don't remember who about. If it was, I can't remember. But John Cena. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He gets away with things that other guys can. It's like, you know what? If you would let some other guys loose, you might actually get some guys who get over a little more than they are. Well, they, they I think it was pointed out on social media. I forget who pointed it out. But it's funny. John Cena can say a P word like pussy, mm-hmm. and Brad, Mad- Brad Maddox, um, Paige's friend, he says a word like prick, mm-hmm. and he gets let go. Yeah. Yeah, the, the double standard is unbelievable. Uh, laugh. I know you were really looking forward to getting into this. I'm. I'm curious. Your I thoughts. am too. Because I know one. You were. You were never the Cena hater that I was two years ago, three years ago. Um, but and I know you're not nearly as high on the Miz as I am. So I'm really curious where where your mind is on this segment, this build, and this match. Is this on? <laughs> oh my gosh. What great build. What great segments. They went to a commercial. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't wait for <laughs> it to come back. And that's wonderful broadcast television, wonderful mm-hmm. television. The four of them need to be applauded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena's been outstanding for a long time now. That weird accent has driven me crazy for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I go back, he deserves to be in the main event. Mm-hmm. With the the work that he's done, the Miz has been so good. Uh, I'm on this show; it's documented. <laughs> questioning his 
his his work in the ring. Mm-hmm. He has improved so much. Cena was funny when he talked about stealing other people's yeah. moves. <laughs> it worked. Mm-hmm. Every time he, there's a segment with The Miz, I'm engaged. Maurice has made ta- even taken him to another level. Mm-hmm. And I said the 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 top of the top with Macho and Elizabeth. I see a lot of that there. They are the premier couple. The in, couple in the federation, mm-hmm. and even above the John and Nikki. That's just this is all kind of happening from the show. Let's yeah. face it. But what they've done with these segments has been awesome. <laughs> what they've done in the past year has been awesome. I can't wait for this match. I predict that Cena and Nikki do win, and then the proposal does take place. <laughs> so you're, you're a two-for-two two guy on that. Right. Yeah, Alo prediction? Oh, this segment so good. <laughs> Even Angel wa- couldn't wait for this, because she asked me, did they, do it, did they do this again this week? She's like, is there more? Is there going to be more next week? No, no, I know that's it, because she was into this. Like, the whole day, Ms., Mrs. Daniel Bryan, excellent. This is yeah. steak. No, no, <laughs> so so good. Just shooting on him. Mm-hmm. Give his definition of hustle loyalty, respect. I'm a vegan. <laughs> he made him real short. Yeah, uh, on his knees. Yeah, and saying never <laughs> the get bad beard wig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Bella, uh, Nikki, and Bree not knowing who each other. Oh yeah, so oh good. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Nikki. I'm wearing the hat. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's so good. Like he said, "What never give up means to me." It's like it's, it's only for me because yeah. I can't give up my spot to the next mm-hmm. guy. The kids towards. I hope you enjoy the KCAs because yeah. it's a close you have. With John with kids, <laughs> perfect. I, and I even loved how it took a serious turn with the Miz and Maurice at the end of that problem because this was all joke playing games to them, but they actually mm-hmm. took it seriously. And John Cena, him, him, him and Nikki came out. It took a, it got jokey, and he's basically calling them hypocrites because all the same things John Cena rebuttaled were actually true because they're 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 coming at them for the same things that they do. Miz does movies too. Mm-hmm. They don't have kids either. Same. Same thing, vice versa, with John Cena and Nikki Bell. So great, great the way of John Cena putting them out as hypocrites. Yeah. And I know I, hilarious. I think, mm-hmm. think Eck didn't like. It was a you or Eck who didn't like how Cena took his shirt off. Which, which no, one? No, Miz. Miz. He didn't like. Eck didn't like that. Miz kind of took Miz the, the Cena. Cena costume Miz, off. I, I I wish Miz got serious back in the ring. Here, Not at here, the end here, of here, the. Here, oh, my, my nitpick on why, so it's understood. I want. As much as they say that and Cena says, you know, I do have house rules, I wanted Miz to act like that was really the show. That really was an outtake from the show. Um, He didn't want to break kayfabe. (laughs) Yeah, my nitpick. I think he should have kept to it. I think that should have been, that's from the show. That was you. Like, him and Cena go back at it, and he's like, I just put out your falls. Yeah. Like, that's you. That's why I wish it got serious back in the ring. Okay. How great was him wearing the fake muscle suit Loved this it. week, too? Because I don't think he did it Lo- last week. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see your point, but I do like the fact that it got serious on the, on the spoof, because it kind of it kind of needed that. Because there was that was all fun and games. So they added to the spoof for me. But... Like Laugh said, I'm going to agree that the, all the heat's on Miz and Maurice, and John Cena and Nikki will get this win. Nikki, I mean, Maurice takes the fall, and John and John proposes to Nikki. Yeah, Eck, your prediction? Big match John wins. <laughs> Him and his girl. Yeah, no doubt that those two win. John and Nikki. 
win. That's it for WrestleMania. I guess we're all look, looking forward to it. Two of us will be there. Alo and myself will be somewhere in the 100 level. Section the, 120, uh, row Y. 120, row Y. We'll, we'll be around between Saturday and Sunday. So. Yeah, NXT TakeOver, Section 228 as well. Yeah, hopefully anyone who listens to the show, hopefully we get to meet a couple people down there. There's a couple people I already know of that hopefully I run into. Uh, to prevent this from becoming a three-hour show, because it could do that very quickly, we have to finish up our bracket. We have to. We'll go run down NXT. Just kind of do match predictions because I don't know that any of us are caught up completely. I have. It hasn't been worth my time. It's so okay. bad. So we will start with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce against Liv Morgan and Aaliyah. That's a thing. What you mean? At Takeover. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a match on the Takeover card. Huh. So. I'm going to go with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I think they're actually a tag team. They're actually building them into something. So I'm going to go with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I'll second that. Iconic. (laughs) Peyton Royce has moved up my list, by the way. Yeah, she's good. Laugh. Are you watching NXT enough to even weigh in on these? If they walked in right now, I wouldn't know who they were. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Even Liv? (laughs) You know I got a thing for her. She follows me. (laughs) Well, then you're practically married. (laughs) Basically? Yeah. Uh, Me we, and you and her, we'll be at a Phillies game this year. <laughs> she's from Jersey. She's not far away. She'll bring Enzo with him? No. <laughs> no, bring my no baby not mom. on his watch. La- Laugh's not going to bring his wife. Her <laughs> <laughs> sister Abigail. And the Halloween. <laughs> the Halloween Crucix. Uh, we have Andrade Cien Almas against Alistair Black, also known as Tommy End on the independent scene. It's a big debut. They're really hyping this up. Debut wins. Andrade is basically in the Tyler Breeze role at this point, <laughs> so I'm going to go Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy End. Eck, Alistair Black as well. Mr. End, yeah. Alistair Black. All Black right. End. We have a, what is it, an eight? How many man tag is this? Eight man tag. Is it intergender? Or, or, it's basically it's a an man tag. Ten, Roderick Strong, No Way Jose, and I have no idea. Ruby Ryan. Ruby Ryan against Sanity. I'm going to say Sanity wins because they're an actual faction. I see no reason for them to lose. Alo? Sanity. Sanity. All right. The Authors of Pain defending their titles in a triple Triple. threat tag match against DIY and The Revival. Laugh, I assume you at least have an opinion on DIY and The Revival. Who do you think wins this one? I I know who they are. Mm -hmm. They have good matches. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to say about it. Okay. Alo? We got a listener question about this. Do we? Something similar to this. I'm going to go with DIY to, to regain the tag team titles. I hope. I have no prefer, I have no prediction on who wins. I hope DIY does. Because they, they were the only time I've ever gave a damn about the NXT tag mm-hmm. titles, and I wish they held them longer. They're awesome. Um, they're great. I, fi- I have a hard time thinking they're going to take it off of Authors of Pain like they built them as monsters, but... Triple threat, that's a way that they can get the titles off them without actually losing. It's elimination, though. Okay. Oh, then I'm going to say Authors of Pain. I didn't realize it was. Uh, James! Yeah, Authors of Pain. Road Dog, slow down. <laughs> Two in one weekend. Uh, women's title match. Ember Moon going up against the thus far undefeated Asuka. Eck, who do you got? Is it time? It's time. So you're taking Ember Moon? Ember Moon. Asuka shows up on the main roster a few days later. Alo? You know, shockingly, I've gone back and forth with this. Yeah. Because you know WWE hates Paige. Mm-hmm. So 
<laughs> I can see I can see Oscar coming up, winning both women, holding both women's titles, and just having to relinquish the NXT. So that women's she's not title. the only one to. Have yeah, because you don't you know how petty WWE is. But they've been hold- be mad if they did that. But they've been holding off on this since August. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Ember Moon, but I would not be shocked if Oscar won. Typically in NXT, you don't win your first crack at it. That usually is what happens. Well, Oscar did. Oscar did. She's a, an exceptional case, though. Did it not No. Not well, the NXT Nora women's did. title. No. Uh, but I, man, yeah, this is a tough one. I think I'm also going to go with Ember Moon because I do believe that they want her to come up to the main it, roster. And it's over a year by now, by then. Yeah, it's she's, she's had it for a year. Ember Moon, they want to kind of skyrocket her. They want her to be the face of the women's division down there for a while. So I think it makes sense to put the title on her. Then main event, we have Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Bobby Roode. Laugh, you have a, a prediction on this one? I'd like to make a comment on this oh, yeah, because both of these guys should be on the main roster. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes they should. The, the It's a common theme within your show about what to do with Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. NXT, use it as the development center. Use mm-hmm. it as the development brand where they can get better and train. These two guys should not be... They, they should put this match on Mania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Rude retains and uh, Nakamura shows up on Monday or Tuesday. Hmm. Halo? Nakamura, and I think he's facing. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Nakamura. But this build has been horrible, by the way, because Nakamura hasn't even been seen on TV hardly. <laughs> not um, Bobby Rude. He beat Cash's own to retain the mm-hmm. title, and that's how this match got. This match happened. So I'm gonna go with Bayrou retaining because Nakamura he has no reason to be in NXT because he's just been sitting there for nothing basically on he, ice on ice <laughs> literally on ice yeah just, just to hold off until after WrestleMania yeah. I do prefer him to be on SmackDown because he actually he can actually be protected and, they, and AJ Styles been saying what's next for AJ Styles so maybe you can get AJ Styles for Shinsuke Nakamura as his first thing and, 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 and Shank and Shank introduce him as his newest signing mm-hmm. Eck I I see Rude winning. It doesn't make any sense. Nakamura doesn't need the title again. Uh, as everyone said, both these guys don't need to be in NXT. It's kind of a reason to watch the show. But Lord knows, hopefully they're, they're hopefully they're booked right when they get to the main roster. Yeah, I was set on Nakamura was not going to win. Bobby Roode was. I started hearing that he's starting to get put on some of the promotional stuff for the UK tour Who? over the summer. Nakamura. I feel like they mainly did that. I remember too, June, uh, he was, I told you, he wasn't on the poster. Yeah, now he is. Oh. So, now that could be just them trying to make it not obvious. Like them saying, okay, let's not let them have some tea leaves to read. So, but it, it, I don't think there's any reason to keep him down there. Let him go up to the main roster. Let him help there because he'd be a huge asset for them. So I'm going to say Bobby Roode retains and Shinsuke shows up not too long after that. Uh, maybe going to NXT TakeOver Orlando will make me more interested in watching the product going forward, but I've had a real tough time watching it for about the last four or five months. Yeah. I just can't bring myself to do it. I've had a really tough time for the, the main reason. They're not developing new people. It's all guys that are made on the I think the, the tag the tag division was the only thing worth watching for a short yeah. period but besides that it's been mm-hmm. beyond lackluster yeah before we get to listener questions we might as well round out the bracket and see who the March Mania 
The Matt Man is March Mania 2 so how, Champions League. Are we going to do 2 out of 3 for the last 8? Uh, I'll let you 3 do the 2 yeah. out of 3, okay. and I'll just... Okay. So we will start with the number 1 seed, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, the number 1 overall seed, actually, against CM Punk. Laugh, I'll start with you. HBK or Phil Brooks? Shawn Michaels comes out of retirement. He was in retirement for the beginning of this. <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels beats CM Punk. Halo? Michaels. Doesn't matter, but Michaels. who are you going to go? So HBK, unanimous pick. All right, we will go with a dark horse as a number eight seed, Owen Hart. The Black, the yeah. black Hart. Against last year's champion, Ooh. Kurt Angle. Hey, I'm going to go with you first, just based on that reaction you had to having to pick this. Do the Hall of Fame status, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle. I know who laughed. Okay, laugh. you were going to pick Angle, I'm assuming. No, I was not. And I was going to make a comment about your show Mm -hmm. over the last few weeks. The best opener ever is Brett and Owen. I see, I mentioned that. It's not H and Daniel Bryan. It's Brett and Owen. Yeah. And I was going to pick Owen Hart to win this match. Wow. Yeah, I did, I did mention that. And that was up for debate about the um, Triple H Bryan thing. Maybe I should have gone to you first then, made a little, given a little more drama. All right, back to the other side of the bracket. We have Y2J, Chris Jericho against the architect, Seth Rollins. Eck, I'll go to you first. I might as well keep going down the line here. Jericho. Jericho. Laugh. In a good match. Seth Rollins wins. Wow. Comes down to Alo. He does not love being put in this position. (laughs) Hmm. Jericho. Jericho pulls it out. So, the way Laugh sees it, this is going to be a bad weekend for Seth Rollins. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final matchup of the Elite Eight. This will get our final four set. We have Edge. Against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Laugh, who do you take in this one? In an overbooked match, <laughs> I pick Edge to win. Wow. Halo? Oh. My best friend knows me. <laughs> All puns intended. Or should I go to Eck first on this no, one? No, that, that was, you missed my pun. You think you know me? <laughs> I did miss that point. I guess it doesn't matter what I said. I, I drink beer every week on this show. <laughs> so I was going to pick Austin, but it doesn't matter. So, wow, Edge moves on. Stone Cold, who probably would have been the heavy favorite both years. He's going to be listening to this podcast. God damn! God damn! <laughs> Hershey the Wonder Dog, God damn! <laughs> Hershey the Wonder Dog. <laughs> Our final four, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, and Edge. So we have two one seeds, a two seed, and we have a four seed. Two WrestleMania matches. Yes. So in a match we've just talked about recently, the WrestleMania, what was it, Master WrestleMania 20? What, what, Angle and 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 Michaels? 21. Oh, 23, right? Angle and Michaels are 21. Oh, that's right. And the the famous Raw match not long after. Who wins? I'm going to go to Alo first on this one. Who wins, the Heartbreak Kid or our defending champion, Kurt Angle? Well, 
Per last vintage shirt, I'll go Michael's. <laughs> okay. My best friend took the words out of it. <laughs> Due to the vintage 2002 Heartbreak Kid, don't hunt what you can't kill <laughs> shirt my friend Laugh is wearing. I'm going to pick Shawn Michaels. Laugh, who would you do? Do time out. Due to the injustice last year, uh, that, that, that I single-handedly, oh, yes. single-handedly buried him. But you know. oh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna break kayfabe right now and say I've been rooting for Michaels to make up for last year. But laugh, who would you have taken? You guys made a mistake with this. Which one? Oh my God. Because Triple H is uh, booking. <laughs> and I used that line last year. HBK. Would tell him, let me go out on my back. And he would, he would have put Angle over again in, in the match. So you think Angle would have gone over that too? Your choice would have been? Yes. Uh, amazing match, by the way, everybody. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Work of art. So, Ed, I will go to you. Chris Jericho against Edge. Canada's finest. Wow. It looks like we're going to get a Mania 19 rematch. 26. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, You're picking I'm going to put Jericho over. Laugh. I'm picking Edge. Ooh. Wow. Comes down to Alo again. Jericho or Edge to make it to the final against the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Phone home. You know, 2003 wasn't a great year, but that match was Jericho. Whoa. Wow. Jericho. Well, and this leads us to a legendary. WWE feud wow. between the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels and Y2J Chris Jericho. Laugh. Which way do you go in this one? Who wins? Well, I will uh, cite very good friend of the show Brian Vasallo mm-hmm. when this bracket was introduced, and I do send it out to people. Mm-hmm. And two, three, four weeks ago, whatever the heck it was, he said, "You watch." Chris Jericho is going to win this year. <laughs> so, for my friend, I am picking Chris Jericho. Ooh, wow. Halo? Wow. <sighs> Michaels. <laughs> all right. It comes oh. down to act two, two of your all-time wow. favorites. Wow. However, I did not backtrack on my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And move Jericho to it. Jericho mm-hmm. is money. <laughs> but the Heartbreak Kid wins. And wow. becomes the second ever Matt Madness March Mania winner. Well, justice has been served <laughs> on a silver platter after the grave first round suffered at my hands last year, <laughs> losing to Roman Reigns in a first round upset. My conscience is now clear for all March Manias <laughs> to come. Uh, so the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, congratulations. Kurt Angle, he got further than Villanova did this year, trying to repeat as champion. He actually made it to the Final Four. Fun tournament, but HBK, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, and like I said, I finally have a clear conscience. It's been eating at me for a full year now. Uh, with that being said, I think we might as well get some listener questions in before we head for the close. Yeah, we got a couple questions from Don from the Lowdown Lloyd, no relation. Okay. He says, is the match between Triple H and Seth Rollins as anticipated as it was for last year's WrestleMania before Seth got hurt? The only reason I'm going to say yes 
I think people were anticipating it last year. They actually have gotten to build to it this year, which they didn't last year. We knew it was going to happen, but they didn't really get to actually do it. So I'll say it is more anticipated this year. Laugh, it's probably as unanticipated this year as it was last year, correct? It's taken way too long. <laughs> it, it's it's taken months and years off of off of Rollins. Um, zero anticipation both years. <laughs> Eck, uh, I'll I'll just say I'm. It's been said, I think, by almost everyone, not even just us. People from unsanctioned episodes, a few guest appearances on the show. I'm sick of the idea. You have to build so long for a storyline. If you have something, I don't care if it's backlash, I don't care if it's Judgment Day, I don't care if it's Battleground, do it now. Um, too long. I'm not excited. Yeah, I'm excited for the match, but it was too long. Because I said this like, okay, why Like, why is this taking so long? But I have to, I have to say, like, the six months of built for those four, four good minutes, if we got a good segment to last two or three weeks, I am anticipated, anticipated for the match because if you, by the way, this is my first time I'm seeing Triple H wrestle in person. Really? Yes. Wow. So I'm anticipated, mm-hmm. for, I'm, I'm anticipated for that. But I another thing is, is not is anticipated for last year because last year the Rollins would have dropped the title because we all know Rollins would have dropped the title to Roman anyway at Survivor Series. We would have got less time and less time with that story than this one, because this was like six or seven months. If yeah. if Rollins was healthy, we would have got maybe three or four mm-hmm. for this story. His second question is, who are you guys expecting to debut or return after WrestleMania? I'm expecting Nakamura to debut, and I'm expecting Finn Balor to return. Any surprises? At Mania or after, like like somebody you don't expect. Because remember last year we got Dana Brooke and Apollo Cruz. I will say outsiders. the surprise will be Elias Sampson. Yes, <laughs> I agree that Balor and Nakamura. I also believe the Hardys and uh, Kurt Angle. You think Hardys for Monday? Yes. Cool. I, I think Angle in one role or another. Um, obviously, the more predictable role of him being an um, authority figure. I would much rather him in the ring. I think call-ups of Nakamura is bound to happen. I do think, and it was a great point made last week, I think save Balor. I don't think cram too much the next night. If they could save Balor for a couple weeks. Oh, no, oh they're saving. No, he's coming the first night and <laughs> the next night. That's a, that's, that's a fact. They've, been, they've held off for too long. I can know Vince, like, we need the demon gang out there. No. We need him. <laughs> I hope that they forgot that that was his moniker before he left. All right, well, I agree with all your picks, but I'm going to add a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. When we did our takeover predictions, I said I picked DIY to win. I know they're not ready, but Vince is going to love them. <laughs> same I think the same author- way he was going to love the American Alpha. I think authors of pain are coming up just because Vince loves them, okay. and, they're, and they're huge. They're, 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 big, they're bigger guys. Yeah. Ty Dillinger. I said, did anybody say Oscar? No, I think we're. I think we're getting. Anyone from NXT too. you leave out? Hmm? Anyone from NXT you leave out? <laughs> I, I named three people. Bring, I agree with you. The whole five, roster. Five. five. Well, they five. Yeah, but there's two shows. <laughs> In a tag team match. <laughs> That's it. Uncle Teddy. His uncle. <laughs> uncle Teddy. He'll be at WrestleCon, by the way. Yeah, I'm Hope. sure you know. <laughs> you guys flying in together. <laughs> All right, we got a question from Cody. Eldon Campbell. <laughs> Eldon Campbell. Wow, old Lakers Hornets shout-out yes. from the 90s. 
Do you think they should put Finn Balor in the Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania? I know it's a crazy and stupid idea. Do I think so? Yes, because it could give the main event at WrestleMania time. Mm-hmm. He would bump for both of them, and it would make it a a better match. It won't. That said, it won't happen. Uh, I agree with Laugh, and but my reasoning is is more so. Finn Balor being in that match has the crowd 100% engaged. Mm-hmm. Goldberg and Lesnar might be might be a draw who, to people who don't watch every week. But that crowd at WrestleMania, I really don't think they're going to be that enthralled for those two guys. So Finn Balor would engage that segment of the audience. To keep it short, I think it would make it better. It obviously won't happen. Uh, it would make it better. It won't happen. And I don't think we, I didn't touch, we didn't touch on this about um, in, the, in the top of the show, but mm-hmm. I think this we might actually get somewhat of a match. Because they've actually been showing Goldberg like training. We didn't get that at Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble. There's actually like videos of him actually training. So he said what? I think he's training just to make it down that ramp. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll have a, he's had at least five months to, to to figure out how to do those moves like these moves again. So that's what that's what happens with that. We got another question from Representing the Housewives of Mad Madness. Mm-hmm. This comes from BM. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of think I know what to expect here. How is Ron going to react when Goldberg wins? <laughs> if, <laughs> if Goldberg wins at WrestleMania, I may spear as many people as I can. He me out. <laughs> That's, I believe, how I will react. Aaron calls, Aaron calls me for bail money for it. <laughs> I will fucking lose it. That will make me catch a, a flight to Florida more than mania. And I may find someone under 180 pounds to try to jackhammer. <laughs> Everybody, follow us on all social media platforms. No way you could jackhammer someone 179. The jackhammer! <laughs> okay, somebody under 150. <laughs> the jackhammer! Uh, this comes from Michael J. Day, aka 6'5. You can't okay. teach that. Does Cena turn heel Sunday or Tuesday? In a dream world. Um, I was the one calling for it, was saying it was going to happen at the Rumble when I saw how he came out and acted. Uh, I thought leading up to that match, all the signs were there that he might actually do it. It didn't happen. I think this is the one feud that he's in that there's no reason to do it because he's actually going to get cheered against the Miz. So I, unless I he turns on his girlfriend, but yeah. But but I don't I don't see it. He never turns heel. Yeah, I don't see it, especially this this Sunday. Laugh. No and no. And <laughs> what we're forgetting all night is something Vince said a while ago. There, there are no faces, there are no heels. It's that gray area. Mm-hmm. And Roman went there a little bit. He, he's seen he's not going to turn. No. No. Even though he's the hottest heel on reality television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next question comes from the Zen master, Phil Appenzeller. Okay. <laughs> well, Goldberg addresses controversy with the sh- with the podcast after his WrestleMania loss. Hashtag free Matt Madness. <laughs> uh, first things first, a lot of Lakers references tonight. <laughs> um, what was the question again exactly? Well, Goldberg addresses controversy 
with the sh- with the podcast after his WrestleMania loss. I'll take that first. AKA uh, being banned by him on Twitter. <laughs> he won't, but due to the reason why, good friend of the show, Phil Brooks, will point it out to him. <laughs> Not immediately. Summertime. Okay. I don't think Goldberg will address it because Goldberg knows when it comes to Matt Madness, for the first time in his career, he's next. <laughs> I love the exposure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but no, he'll, Bill, he'll go back. He'll go back to doing his movies or whatever he does. I guess. Yeah. No, he he doesn't. Again, in the words of AJ Styles, he don't want none. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I may spear him if given the opportunity. <laughs> now, right. my spear on Goldberg may look like Goldberg's spear on Brett when he was wearing the medal <laughs> under the Toronto Maple Leaf jersey, and he knocked himself out. But now. In all hopes that there's another listener question, I don't want to answer or, or end on this note, but I got to ask, just for mm-hmm. own purposes, to go full circle on the podcast. We started this show talking about the go home show of Raw. Laugh, I didn't get your opinion. The tug of war or the spear that ended this week, which was worse? I don't remember the tug of war, so I'm going to say the spear. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it wasn't bad enough for you to still remember. Jeez. So, uh, uh, did we have another one? Yeah. The next question comes from Fernando Felix the Cat Jr. Okay. <laughs> How over is Breezy Bella? Over. And they actually, that was a funny segment they yes. had with Brian. I thought both of them were funny. I feel like they should allow them to speak a little bit more because they get a laugh out of me every time. And I even appreciated Brian acting, trying to act like he didn't know it was Tyler Breeze. So I think he's over. Although I hope he's done doing that and he could just be Tyler Breeze again. Yeah, he's over, but I get sad. Because <laughs> yeah. I love Tyler Breeze. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think both of those two are good. <laughs> TJR Wrestling, uh, Ron's site, Ron's old site, mm-hmm. had a picture of the the three of them right here, Maurice, Nikki, and uh, <laughs> Tyler Breeze dressed up as the same gimmick. Um, I like Fandango actually, mm-hmm. the fact that he does an Alabama Jam. <laughs> I think that Mick does he Fo- still do a leg drop? Mick Foley said it that. You want to have a finishing move that you can give to anybody. Mm-hmm. And a leg drop from the top is pretty awesome. Um, clothesline from hell. One of the guys you had on Unsanctioned that yeah. talked about the Russian sickle, uh, yeah. that was banging. <laughs> I knew like 30 seconds into that episode. Oh, Nikita Koloff, <laughs> I was in the car getting after it. Oh, Tom Scully, another shout yeah. out for Tom on the show. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tom. That was that was good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> Did you answer that? What was the question? Breezy Bella over? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I did say. Okay. I, I, I like both of them. Okay. I, I like Fandango. I like him. I wish they would win the tag titles. Maybe they would let them do something with it. <laughs> Probably not. I want Breeze by himself, but uh. that's that. All right, uh, question comes from co-host C. Kane, Joe Rodemill. Okay, wow. Braun versus Big Show. Match of your candidate. Braun versus Big Show? Yes. Huh? No. I'm not coming, having a lot that's coming to mind right now other than uh, Cena AJ from the Rumble. 
But for I thought I think it probably was the best raw match. Best raw match. Especially because I think no, nobody expected it to be good. Yeah. It was announced. I was like, you know what? I'm looking forward to it to see what it what it turns out like. And I thought they exceeded all my expectations, and the crowd was into it. Yeah. Last question tonight comes from Ron Jeremy. <laughs> On a recent Edge and Christian podcast, Goldberg talked to, talked about slash hinted at the at the idea of lack of leadership in the new Raw locker room. He believed that this is one of the reasons why part timers get high spots in Mania cards. While I think this idea of part of, of part timers has to do with more money and drawing pow, drawing power. Do you blame Vince because everybody is scared of him? Do you blame Vince for putting Cena on SmackDown? Or do you blame Roman for not stepping up as the guy? I'm very concerned about this. That is a brilliant question (laughs) from Ron Jeremy. And I blame Roman. He's Vince's guy. He's the top guy in the Raw locker room. He needs to step up. He needs to work on his leadership skills. They have plenty of money. They can send him to school for that. Mm-hmm. He can train to be a better leader. Leaders are born. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Go get training. Work at it. And, and show up. Be, be very prominent. Be very proud of yourself. And take control of that locker room. Because we talk about the brass rings. Uh, Vince gave it to him. Uh, and, and he has not produced to that point, like you just said, learn how to be a leader, take charge of the locker room. He's about to have a match with The Undertaker to see whose yard it really is. That was JR was the guy who said talked all the time on the air about Undertaker being the leader of the locker room. He always said it on Raw, especially back in the late 90s. Maybe this could be the passing of the torch, where maybe if Roman gets this win, maybe he's getting endorsed by Undertaker. It's like, all right, kid, it's this is yours now. Maybe that's more than just something for the match. Maybe that's really in the company. I have no idea. But I, I think some of it's Vince or the fear that people have of Vince. I think Cena going to SmackDown has helped SmackDown in a lot of degrees, but has hurt Raw. But, yeah, I, I think it just takes one guy to kind of step up. It, it, and if it works maybe they'll be open to it. Now, there are guys who have been let loose, but I don't think anybody has really taken chances. And who knows, maybe maybe Roman is that guy. I would like to see him become that guy because that's who he's supposed to be. Um, I'm going to go with Roman because everybody has said, like, even the guys that they might not be at the top level or the face of the company, they've said, oh, yeah, we go talk to Vince all the time. I know New Day talks about it. I know Owens has said it. Jericho's Jericho. He could basically do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have said like Vince isn't intimidating. Like he's intimidating, but there's no reason to be scared of him. He's just a normal. He's just a normal guy. But I'll go with Roman because I know Vince does listen to people at times. But Roman, he is Vince's guy. So everybody backstage seems to like Roman. That's, we, we always hear good things about him. We don't hear nothing negative about him. But maybe Roman doesn't do enough. But the same, we don't really. We can't. We don't. We can't really tell because all, all we hear is positive things about. Him. We never heard any one, one thing bad about the guy backstage, except when he got suspended and he had. To, he was forced to apologize to the to the locker room backstage. Is it possible Roman falls into what Triple H was trying to categorize on Monday? That you know you're too busy trying to be liked by everybody. If you don't have enemies, you know you're not making money. You're not getting your fullest potential. Is it maybe that Roman cares too much about? having friends in the locker room as opposed to trying to ruffle any feathers. No, I'd know. say no or not. Um, 
if it was the case, if he was following Triple H, he Triple H wasn't a leader in the locker room. He wasn't. So if he was following him, it would be that situation. Um, at the end of the day, people that are known as good wrestlers, Daniel Bryan has been cited in interviews. AJ's been cited in, at, in interviews to praise Roman on how good he is in the ring. Yeah. Um, any more questions? Yeah. Well, another point. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people bash John Cena. Like some people love him, some people hate him. Mm-hmm. I know Alex Riley bashes him for ruining his career. Ryback does the same thing as well. So Cena's made those enemies. If you don't make enemies, you're not making money. Yeah. So kind of goes hand in hand with that mm-hmm. whole argument. And that's it for questions for tonight. Okay. Um, anything anybody wants to say before we get out of here? Laugh? Guys, thanks for having me. I it was our had, pleasure. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. That's my idea. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. Again, go back to the beginning. Sorry I botched my, my <laughs> intro. I'm, I'm actually very embarrassed. But here we are. Uh, after 364 days of build, this is what I wait for every year and look forward to it. So, uh, again, I, I'm not too happy with the card, but I can't wait. Yeah. Have fun, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. We got Alo's pick for Throwback Madness for April. Yeah, I'm glad you're here because you're over. You're, no, because you're over and under. Kind of like hit my head when I knew I was gonna pick. I knew I was gonna pick for a year. <laughs> so for April, I'm picking my favorite pay per view of all time: Backlash 2000. Mm. Triple H versus Triple H with the McMahon Helmsley faction versus The Rock with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Overbooking at its finest. <laughs> at its most overbooked. Overbooking to perfection. It had, no, because you, you hit it on over underrated with special referee and managers. And I forgot the third one for that week, but overbooking to its finest. Mm-hmm. And I want your opinions. I don't know if you want if you want to come back or if you want to write in. I w- just, don't watch just watch that match. I want your opinions. <laughs> Honest opinions. Overbooking to its finest. So April's throwback madness. Backlash 2000. Looking forward to that one. Eck, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Everybody have fun with Mania. <laughs> Halo. Yeah, so we'll be at WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver. WrestleMania Access on Sunday, 8 to 12. We won't charge you for pictures. We're not like that. <laughs> and um, We won't have long lines. You'll be waiting in Exactly. Hours. Exactly. <laughs> Just come up. <laughs> Just come up. You can use your phone. You can use our phone. Whatever. Anybody's phone. Exactly. Anybody's phone. Anybody's I'm giving phone. out spears if you want them. Jack Hammers Jack if you like them. will be looking for someone from Bangor, Maine in <laughs> yes, attendance. Yes. Anybody from Bangor, Maine, find me. Yeah, please please come and talk to us. I will not be Bring someone phone. with a referee shirt so it can be sanctioned. <laughs> I will not be hard to find. Um, NXT TakeOver will be in Section 228. WrestleMania will be in Section 120, row Y. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll, we'll probably be outside all day, so just, just come see us. If you listen to the show, just just come say hello. We're, we're friendly guys. Buy us beer. We'll buy you beer. Who knows? <laughs> I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll also be with friends of the show, Josh Prepiguino. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This will be my first WrestleMania. Can't wait for it to happen. Like, to laugh's point, not super excited about the card as a whole, but unbelievably excited for that day. You wait for it all year. That's a day when when uh, pro wrestling is front and center in uh, pop culture. So I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm going to have a great time. It's probably going to make me want to go every year once I've gone once. So, New Orleans next year, 2018. Yeah, yeah ready. exactly. <laughs> so for 
Et2Fly, Eric Trembicki, the world podcast champion. Four, the voice that runs the place, the European champion from Bangor, Maine, until someone from Maine downloads the show, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Four, the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, very special guest, Joe Lafferty. The goat! I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.